I need to go back to bed. Right there I've with eaten, you. I've eaten so many carbs this weekend. Jealous. Oh, oh my god. I've eaten a lot of vegetables this weekend. No, I decided to try the opposite approach of like <laughs> low carb diets and just go full carb diet. Yeah, dude. Welcome to bloat. Oh my god, you have no idea. Oh, I do. Henceforth, lots of vegetables and not so much bread, flour, gluten, wheat, yeet, yeet, wheat. Yeet. No more yeeting. Yeah. You're going to be yeeting all that poop out of your ass if you keep eating vegetables. <laughs> That's the plan. Vegetables have carbs in them, though, too. Yeah, not as much. I can't eat carrots on keto because of the sugar. Carrots are out. Yeah. Yeah. Carrots are naturally sweet anyway. Yeah. What give what what is with what is that? You know, why is that? Why are they sweet for fuck's sake? It's supposed to be savory, damn it. Oh, uh, they're God. they're sweet and they still taste like garbage. You want a savory carrot? I think that's just called a parsnip. Yeah, but that rank. I've never had a parsnip. You're not missing much. It's like a carrot, but not sweet. Fuck that shit. I don't <laughs> want to waste my time with that. Let's put it this way. If anyone ever put out like a veggie platter with dip and they replaced the carrots with parsnips, people would be very upset. I'd be upset. <laughs> celery on the bastard. Oh, man. Celery is a waste of time. Celery, lettuce. They've got like no nutrients in it. Well, iceberg doesn't. Yeah, that's true. It's like solidified water that's not ice. Yeah, it, it's just enough material to hold the water together. <laughs> uh... All right, I'm going to have to even out some of these carbs with uh, some beer. That should probably do it. Beer's no carb, right, Mike? No carbs in beer. You're a good dude. <sighs> I went to the bar over the weekend because they just opened. They just opened all those restrictions up for Chicago. Oh my and, god! Seriously, yeah. Connecticut's like getting locked down again. Yeah, Chicago's oh, in like tier yeah. two or whatever, whatever the hell it is. So indoor dining's back and all of that. So my buddy and I went to the bar and I was just sucking down Diet Coke and Bacardi's because that's got nothing in it. And man, I got annihilated off <laughs> like four of them. <laughs> Well, boy. I'm, I'm glad for you guys, you know, that your restrictions are being less restricted. I said, I said mine are being put back on. <laughs> yeah, no, this is what I mean. Yours are being put back on. Uh, the UK is currently looking at a possible September. No, um, it's not going to be that long. I fucking hope not. It's not. I mean, I know in America, like, you know, I'm not getting political or anything but biden was like 100 million vaccinations in his like first 100 days it's and there's more and more vaccinations coming out in that time i don't i I really don't think it's going to go on for that long and we're incompetent so if we can get it together no that's that's exactly where i'm getting at like if we're like (laughs) the worst country out of the entire world that's going through this yeah surely some other countries must be better no 
<laughs> the UK is not. <laughs> oh god! I mean, with with Boris Johnson or Boris Jockstrap, as I like to call him, because he's fucking useless. Um, he, there's been talk that basically he could keep us in lockdown until September to make sure that the virus is completely eradicated. Nice. Yeah. So, I don't know, this time next year, I might have gone completely insane and be locked up somewhere. Oh, yeah, then you'll be insane, unlike right now. Yeah, this is normal for me. This is standard. Oh, man. All right, you guys ready to start here? I guess. Yeah, why not? That's a spirit. I feel like death. <laughs> I just got back from the gym like an hour ago. I feel terrible. Oh, okay. <laughs> Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast. Your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. <laughs> and we're back, and I played right over Mike's misery. <laughs> That's okay. No one wants to hear it anyway. Hopefully you caught my thought. Oh, I don't know, Shane. I'll have to amplify it in the, in the edit. Make it louder yeah. than the opening song. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> Maybe I'll just make it the opening song. Yeah. I'll just like, yeah. I'll I'll stretch it out till it's one, you know, like 30 second long fart. Brand Instead man. of that final dun, 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 dun. And that last one, just make it the fart. Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah. Just make it the brown note of the, of the centenary. Of the what? Centenary. It's also, what was it? Someone just messaged me. Oh, congratulations. Happy centenary. You're making up words again. You're crazy British London words. We've just got 100 episodes. This is our 100th episode. So it's like, yeah, centenary. What's well, welcome the... to our centenary. That's fake. That's I'm convinced fake. that's not real. Look it up. I don't even know how to spell uh, it. Uh, Go on, Mike. Look it up. Centenary. How do you even spell that? Centene? It starts with a C. Uri? Yeah. Okay, there's only one E. No. C-E-N-T-E-N-A-R-Y. Centenary. The 100th yeah. anniversary of a significant event. There you go. Well, believe that's, me. That's the anniversary, though. It's yeah. like a yearly thing. It's a hundred anniversary. It's a hundredth anniversary of our episodes and of us not killing each other. So you guys don't know this, but every episode after the first was merely just a celebration of that first episode. Yeah, it's as an anniversary is the date on which an event took place. So it's basing off the date, not the amount. Does it fucking matter? We've reached a hundred episodes. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not celebrating anything. I don't think Shane has either. I think maybe only <laughs> I have. 
Yeah, I think I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. Because since I'm the only one that records these, I'm the only one that's required to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even have to oh, come well, in. We'll fuck off then. <laughs> oh shit. All right, everybody, welcome to All You Need Is Blood, our 100th episode spectacular centenary celebration. How the fuck we got this far is beyond me. No, in fact, I titled this on my notes, Holy Shit, We Made It. Here's to another hundred. Oh, yeah, easy. No easy. problem. Well, on the on the podcast, if you haven't listened to us, and this is your first one, good news, there's a hundred more to listen to besides this one. <laughs> Don't listen to those, though. Just, no. like, start, start like, maybe 65 or so. Who knows? Somewhere around there. Um, we like to discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, movies, comics, games, whatever else happens to come up. We are still the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. Our Gmail is AllYouNeedIsBloodPod at gmail.com. Facebook group is AllYouNeedIsBlood. The Instagram account. All you need is blood podcast. And if you're listening to us, it's on iTunes, Google play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, just type in all you need is blood, subscribe rate and review. And that's all I got to say about that. I did glance at some of our reviews on um, a couple different things. And half of them are listen to the first two episodes, terrible audio quality. (laughs) (laughs) You should probably just remove them. I know, right? Yeah, maybe I'll do that, and then if anyone asks, I'll send them copies. I probably have them backed up somewhere. <laughs> oh, fellas, I can't believe we made it to a hundred episodes. My God, yeah, how could we possibly come up with enough nonsense to talk about for this many episodes? We ran out of ideas like fifty episodes ago. I'm the rest. Oh, I got plenty. I got, I got stacks upon stacks of ideas. I'm just not sharing them with you guys. I'm saving them for another great podcast I'm going to do. That you're going to do? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's going to be just me and Shane. We're going to call it All You Need Is Schmud. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, boys. Well, let's get this one started. Um... So, what have you guys been up to since we last spoke? Shane? Not much. Um, Staying indoors, watching my movie collection, listening to a lot of music, um, being abused by Ziggy, which is nothing new, Um, sleeping, sleeping, festering in my own feces um i think i've heard that song before yeah (laughs) um staying alive laundry i heard that one too yeah laundry's a good one yeah um and trying to sell some items from my collection sweet anything good shane Got some soundtrack albums I'm going to get rid of. Uh, a few Blu-rays. Um, I think that's about it, really. Mm. Got some vinyl I'm going to try and get rid of. <clears throat> Stuff that I bought that I thought to myself, 
ooh, I want that because it looks pretty, and then realised I'm not actually going to play them, and I'm not going to get anything out of them. So, yeah, I'm just going to sell some stuff, and hopefully come through this lockdown slightly more mentally stable. That's the spirit. Yeah. Other than that, I've had a really shit week. Ugh. I hear that. How about you, Mike? You been getting into anything good? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I finished uh, Persona 5, finally. And now I am switching over to Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is a blast. Um, I don't know if I ever talked about the last Assassin's Creed on here, uh, Odyssey, but that was my first one. And I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. I put in like 165 hours. With like all the DLC and everything, and at the end I was starting to get a little, little rough. But this uh, new one's got like Viking lore instead of uh, the Greeks, as Odyssey was. Um, in between that, I've been I've been continuously lifting. Um, I'm one of those annoying guys now. At the Picking gym, up heavy things and putting them back down. <laughs> yeah, I, I flex in the mirror now at the gym, and I'm one of those. <laughs> Jesus it's Christ. yeah my buddy he spots me and he's like come on and i'm like ah! you know like one of those dudes the people i always hated and now i am um still on keto still the job hunt continues even though i got a job interview tomorrow morning so i'm pretty excited for that oh, and boy. yeah hopefully it's my first it's my first interview of being an engineer and i'm gonna tell you mike uh when you're doing this job interview and you have to like look at yourself and your camera you know, that's on your laptop or whatever. Try to restrain from flexing because that might hinder. I don't want to rip my shirt, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to rip the shirt on my Take a look at this, boss. <laughs> <laughs> I tried it on. We're all good to go. Yeah, but, you know, it's uh, like a 40-minute drive from my house. And, of course, of course, we're getting, like, nine inches of snow tomorrow. <laughs> like, great. It's at 8.30 in the morning. It's a two-hour interview. And... I have to like now leave like an hour and a half early. So yeah, that's that's pretty much what's been going on with me. Cool. Uh myself not too much. I've been still digging through some Tony Hawk. I'm now obsessed with it. Yeah. So I'm working through the gaps, Mike. I finished off all the Tony Hawk one levels. And, oh, you um, did all the gaps too? Yeah, uh part one I did, yeah. Ooh, on, two I'm, sucks. I am still working through two. I only got like two or three of the levels down. The skate heaven um, has got like a hundred gaps. Oh god, and they're very annoying. I'm <laughs> just letting you know. I know, like a bunch of them. You know what I try to do is I go through the level and try to figure out as many as I can, and then like eventually you have to just go look them up because you're like, I don't know what the fuck this gap is they're asking for. It's so some of them are so know. weird, and and the manual ones, Mike. My God, I hate them. <laughs> It's like hold a manual for like 10 minutes going across the platform. There's one on Skate Heaven. This one, it's a grind. You have to jump from a lip and then grind on a rail. That literally took me two days of trying. Because it's like slightly glitched as well. So like one time I'd hit it and it wouldn't count it. I'm like, you motherfucker. (laughs) So yeah, that's that's been keeping me busy. And I think Elisa's at the breaking point with Tony Hawk now. 
I have to like sneak. I'll, I'll get up early so I could play it, so she doesn't know. Turn the volume all the way down. What's your next game? Do you know? Uh, I started something on the PC. What was it? I heard Hades is really good. Oh, Hades! That's on my list. It's uh, been getting amazing I, reviews. Yeah, I do want to play that, but there was something else I had started and I never went back to. <coughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, the Halos. That's what it was. I was, I was in the middle of Halo 3. I got to go back to that. But, yeah. So that's that's been keeping me busy. Um, I also invested in <coughs> some new spatulas and stainless steel bowls. You're so was, old. Oh, my God. My, <laughs> I was so excited. The stain, the um, the uh, resistant to sticking, like stick resistant spatulas? Mm, uh, well... I got I got a bunch of different spatulas because I wasn't sure what I wanted. Yeah. So I went on Amazon and purchased a bunch. This is like the, the lamest thing you could possibly do as an adult. And I was like, which spatula do I want? I don't know. Val got a non-stick spatula, dude. And like, I use it for everything. Nothing sticks to it, obviously, hence the name. And it's like the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. The, the one I end up liking a lot, I don't even know what it is. It's like white with a red handle. I think it's silicone. So I, I don't know, nothing really does stick to it, but it's really good. And I used said instruments to make a full, like, Irish dinner for my mom, because it was her birthday <coughs> this week. Ooh. Oh my god, I made Irish brown bread, which is one of my favorite things in the world. And it's just the heaviest, most dense bread you can imagine. It's like 200% the carbs of normal bread. Oh, that sounds amazing. Oh god. I I had a tiny piece for breakfast this morning. I was full. You said today is your mom's birthday? No, it was um, Thursday. Oh, because tomorrow is my grandmother's birthday. She's going to be 90. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, I spent yesterday cooking for the most part, which is fun. I like doing that. But uh, I ended up being, like, exhausted from just, like, snacking all day because I'm in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. I'm going to cook this. I have a couple pieces of cheese while I'm doing this and some of this. I would always think my grandma's nuts because we always go to her house for every, like, big event. And she's always, like, cooking and cooking and cooking. And then when when it comes time to the meal, she's like, I'm not hungry. And I I would always be like, what is her problem? And then I started cooking. Val got me into cooking pretty heavily. And now I I just, like, when the meal's done, I'm like, I'm not even hungry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I made this big pot of stew. And I'm eating it last night. I got like a bowl and I'm just like, I can't eat anymore. I've eaten this all fucking day long, like tasting it throughout the day. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, that's it. Not too much. Just getting prepped for this podcast. So what do you say we hit up some news before we get into our (laughs) our hugely packed event? Yeah. Yeah. And I lost the news theme. Where the hell did it go? What? News. <laughs> Stupid. I got to rename this. What'd you name it? Letters. Well, it, it grabs the MP3 like tag. So it says like, all you need is blood dash news theme. But like <laughs> half of them are all you need is blood. So I got to get rid of those. Oh, God. Um, so first in the news, I don't know if you had a chance to watch this, Mike. I know you were uh, taking a shower or whatever you claimed you were doing. I was uh, masturbating. The, the trailer for Godzilla vs. Kong came out today. Yeah, I watched it. Uh, okay, good. I watched it. So, uh, Shane, what are your thoughts on it? Bring it home. 
That's it. Yeah, bring it on. Um, all I have to say is that fucking right hook from got from King Kong. That was impressive. Um, it looks good. The fight, the fight in the trailer made me moist. Oh God! I, well, that's what they do. You know, even yeah, the Godzilla I, movies are like, "Hey, look, it's fighting," and then fifty minutes of the movies, like, "Hey, they're Millie Bobby they're, Brown." Yeah, they're Millie Bobby Brown driving a car. Thanks. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm looking forward to it. It looks quite good. How about it, you, Mike? What are your thoughts? Oh, Val it? and I fell asleep. Uh, to Godzilla. watching the trailer to Godzilla. Uh, <laughs> no in the theater last time that came on. I'm just, I'm not excited for it. I mean, it looks cool, but I feel like we've seen everything already. I'm hoping this one's going to be better than the last two because Godzilla, God of Monsters, I mean, it was it was all right for what it was. But, and again, Godzilla itself, I like the movie, but it needed more Godzilla. It was just, they kept teasing us and, you know, and then they kept like blue balling us, should we say? And then there was the almighty scrap at the end. And I was like, yeah, it needed more Godzilla. Um, but this one, this one looks like it could be uh, pretty good. I think. Yeah, I think this looks dumb, and I say that in the best possible way. <laughs> yeah. In that, you know. It's it's fucking Godzilla and King Kong fighting each other. Obviously, it's going to be dumb, but that's what you want. Is it by uh, the same? Who's directing it? Uh, let's see here. Adam Wingard. Oh, I think okay, he directed okay. the last one. I thought uh, what the guy who did Trick or Treat to Godzilla, I believe. You're next. Uh, did a VHS segment. The guest. ABC's a death segment. The Blair Witch remake. Oh God, really? What's his name? Um, Michael Doherty. Yeah, no, he, he did the other one. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, no, th- this one, Adam Wingard. So, oh, so Michael Doherty is did the story for Godzilla versus Kong. I guess he wrote it. I mean, what what did it take to come up with that? I know. <laughs> All right, we're gonna. Here's what's gonna happen. We're gonna have Godzilla fight King Kong. Crush, kill, destroy. We're gonna have Millie Bobby Brown dodging Godzilla's laser beams again <laughs> through a building. Through a building, yes. <laughs> That's what everyone cares about, and it's got one of the scars guards in it. <laughs> one of the the seven. I think there's got to be more than seven, right? Hopefully it comes to theaters. Yeah, uh, it said theaters and HBO. So I don't know what that means. I mean, I know what the HBO Max means, um, but I'm guessing some type of limited release in theaters for theaters that are open. Yeah. I actually didn't know. My mom told me yesterday that she thinks theaters are open in Connecticut now. And I'm like, really? I feel like they should be shut down. So... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm going to watch this and it's going to be dumb and I'm going to enjoy it. I I can almost guarantee it because it looks like just turn your brain off and have a good time. Yeah, I'm watching it for the same reason because, well, it just looks good. 
So in other other news, and this I found was ridiculous. Um, so Sony has been making their adaption of the Morbius movie. And that was originally supposed to come out July of 2020. Pandemic hit. It got pushed back to March 2021. Uh, then it got pushed back to October 2021. But because James Bond is coming out then, they pushed it back to January 2022. I hope it never comes out. Oh <laughs> I really do. I hate Jared Leto so much. Just don't even release it. Just put it out online. You know what I mean? Sign a deal with Netflix or... Yeah whoever and just just dump it you obviously don't care about this sony pushing it back two years unnecessarily no one wants to see this ghostbusters got pushed back too to november yeah i saw that uh which doesn't make sense to me i mean put it out in october that'd be a great halloween you know yeah people want to let's assume the pandemic is cooled off by then people want to go to the movies with their kids it's halloween spooky ghosts come on they might move it up though too i mean just because they moved it back doesn't mean they can't move it up it's so far away i know it's like forever and then the only other thing that i have is that another trailer for resident evil village or i believe it's part eight oh man uh, came out and it's like weird there's like this huge sexy vampire lady and like it's all victorian and weird yeah and there's like werewolves and witches and shit it's, i don't it, know where they're going with this it looks bad at the, of course val pre-ordered the collector's edition and now she she played the demo it's only like five minutes long on a ps5 but her and i watched the uh, resident evil showcase the other day and oh we're all, God. like, hyped for it and everything. We're like, cool. Like, I just watch her play Resident Evil. I don't know anything about it. But I love when she gets excited about it because she knows so much of the lore. And it's so interesting. So we watched the showcase. And it was such a waste of time. Like, they open up and they're like, hey, here's a new trailer for it. And they show some gameplay, which looks gorgeous. This game looks beautiful. Because everything you saw in the trailer, I mean, that's how it looked in the demo. Like, it's yeah. insane. And, um... Yeah, they were just concentrating on like pre-orders, like don't forget to pre-order. And it's just like they're I think they're celebrating the 25th anniversary of Resident Evil. And everyone's like, oh, man, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? And they just like announced a, a multiplayer, uh, really crappy looking multiplayer like game. And everyone's like, oh, <laughs> it's just oh, man, it's rough. They should do what they did with the 25th anniversary of Mega Man and just cancel the games for 10 years. That's Capcom for you. Yeah. Uh, it looks interesting. Uh, I'll say I don't know what direction they're taking the series plot wise, um, but it seems to be getting to the point that they should just abandon all the previous games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they changed up uh, Chris Redfield again. Like they had the original Chris Redfield from way back when. And then in number five, he's on steroids, punching boulders out of the way. And then they changed him up again in six. He makes uh, a cameo in seven. And now he looks completely different than in seven. And it's the same main character, Ethan Winters, in eight. So it's like they keep messing with him. <laughs> like, just let him punch boulders, dude. Make that bicep vein way bigger than my forearm and just run with it. Please. Yeah, why not? Keep him along the lines of like the uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Chris Redfield, where he's like fighting Thanos. Yeah. Like... <laughs> exactly. 
Oh, what a mess. So that's about all the news. I mean, that's probably more news than we've had in the last like few weeks, just because there's uh, nothing going on in the world. Yeah. Nothing that anyone's interested in. Just politics. So other than that, boys, uh, we have a pile of shit to get to. So let's start off. We were given a screener copy of this is my first 2021 film, which I was excited about. Uh, I believe you guys watched this, right? Yeah. So uh, this is Neil Marshall's new movie, the director of The Descent, Dog Soldiers, uh, the Hellboy remake, which is kind of crappy. Um, uh, the reckoning. So, um, what do you guys think? Terrible. All right. Thanks a lot. I thought, I mean, I mean, that was bad. It was okay. I wouldn't say it was terrible, but, um, it's definitely Neil Marshall at his worst. Like Hellboy was whatever. I I watched some of it. I didn't get into it too much, but it sucks to say because Descent and Dog Soldiers is like two of my favorite horror movies ever made. And then like this comes out, and he co-wrote it with the lead actress, who is also his fiance. Oh, I didn't know that. Like good for him, but she's terrible. Like terrible. And while everyone else in the whole movie is like doing their best, like uh, Sean Pertwee's great in it because he's just oh, hamming I, it up that's my that's my note best yeah. performance by far sean pertwee is just i mean it, um for people who don't know him he's one of the guys in dog soldiers um if you watch it you recognize him instantly he's in a ton of different stuff like every he's an event sort horizon of regal and... british thing there is what's that he's an event horizon he's just yeah he's so good every movie that sean pertwee is in he dies oh he's like a sean bean yeah Oh, I didn't realize that. Except this one. Well, he does die in this one. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. He gets punched to death. All right. One of you two <laughs> didn't watch this. Yeah, because, I mean, he puts the gun up to his... Well, I guess spoilers. Okay, boys, before we get into spoilers... <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> before we get into spoilers, um, let's go over just some of the, the rest of the film. I'll, I'll say... So there were some stuff that I liked. Like you mentioned, Sean Pertwee was awesome. Uh, and he really blew me away. He, he did had by far the best performance in the movie. Um, one thing that I, I had to pause the movie so I could laugh for like five minutes was the one gore scene in the film. I don't know if you guys noticed this. When um, somebody is run over by a wagon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely, definite highlight of the movie. I laughed so hard. <laughs> it it one hundred percent reminded me of in the Toxic Avenger when they run over that guy's head with a car, and it just splatters like a fucking like a watermelon. That's exactly what happened in this, and it was so unnecessary and gory for like the the tone of the movie that I mean. It did not fit at all in the film, but I laughed so hard. It was great. There I were had to like go back little and watch it again. There were like little moments where the gore is really good, and then there was moments where it looked terrible. And then it was just it was weird to me. The practical effects like in some of those scenes were great looking. Yeah. Yep. So like you said, Mike, it stars uh 
Charlotte Kirk, who also co-wrote the movie, uh, she was also in Ocean's 8, which I haven't seen, How to Be Single, and Tekken 2, Kazuya's Revenge, which I can't believe there's a sequel to the Tekken movie. It's incredible. Uh, let's see, we also had Sean Pertwee, Dog Soldiers, Equilibrium, Event Horizon, and Joe Anderson, who is in The Crazies remake and The Ruins. Um, yeah, I... I, I I'm kind of with you, Mike, in that I did not enjoy the majority of the film. Uh, how about you, Shane? What do you think about it overall? I actually quite enjoyed it. Um, primarily because it's initially based on <clears throat> actual events that happened. Um, and I kind of like that historic kind of stuff. Um, so, I, yeah, all right. There were some scenes in it that were a bit hokey. But overall, the story, I quite liked the story. I thought it was um, quite interesting and funny, too, in places. Although it probably wasn't meant to be funny, but I obviously the guy being run over by a wagon, that was funny. But um, I just thought it was really an, in, in, really an interesting take. And with it being uh, Neil Marshall's newest film... I agree. It's not his best work, personally. I think Dog Soldiers and um, Doomsday are his best. That's my opinion because I fucking love Doomsday. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've seen I've seen better films, but I quite like this one. I did like some of the psychological aspect of the movie that. You know, you had one character sort of going insane and seeing things and, you know, they don't know what's real. And I like that part of it, that as the audience, you're questioning whether these things are actually happening yeah. or if it's like all in the character's head. I thought that was good. Um, one thing that sort of really took me out of it is for this to be a movie taking place in medieval times during a plague, everything is way, way, way too clean. That's exactly like, what I was going to bring up. The lead, the lead oh, actress just looks beautiful in every absolutely. scene. And it drove yes. me nuts. Like, she should literally be covered in shit. There should be feces smeared all over the place. That's just my thought. Like, everyone's wearing this pretty little blue dress. Everybody, like, all the, all the women in the movie have these clean, pristine dresses. And I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> Is it just, like, in the Middle Ages? Shouldn't everyone just be, like, covered in shit and mud? Like... That's what the towns were like. I don't know. Uh, but everything was sort of like that. A lot of the stuff, nothing felt worn or lived in. It all felt like it was staged. And I guess that's more production money than anything else. But, you know, at the same time, you can pull back, you know, how big your scope of a movie is to just make it feel more lived in or realistic. And uh, just because I'd watched it recently, I thought of that film, The Golem. And not once during that movie did I think, oh, this doesn't look like, you know, a, a middle-aged Jewish, you know, community. Because there was taking place around the same time periods. Like, everything looked like it fit in place in that movie. And in this one, everything sort of stood out as if it was like, um, I don't know, like uh, an episode of a TV show where they got transported back to the Middle Ages. They have just enough budget to wear, like, goofy costumes, but not enough to make it look real. Yeah, there was uh, some earlier scenes early on where she's, like, going into town and stuff. It looked terrible. Like, it looked like it was in somebody's backyard. <laughs> I don't know if it was the lighting or what, but it looked 
awful. Eventually it got a lot better. But um, just those opening shots were real suspicious to me because <laughs> yeah. it took me out completely. Yes, I agree. The, the, the beginning was it's probably the worst part of the movie. I think the movie does get better. Um, so, like, the basic plot is this woman, her husband kills himself, and she has to, like, bury the body and stuff, and it's all in the Middle Ages, and the plague is going on, and people are accusing everyone else of witchcraft and stuff. And eventually this woman gets accused of witchcraft and is captured and being tortured. And then they bring in the Witchfinder General to, like, question her or get a confession out of her. And um, it's a lot of psychological and there's torture aspects. I was expecting more torture, like sort of like a torture porn kind of thing. And the torture stuff was actually pretty tame. It was way too tame. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to, like, you know, uh, assume things, but dude, the reason why she's like beautiful in every scene, the torturing segments, there's, um, I don't want to give away a spoiler, but there was something that was done on her. And then like in the next few scenes, she's just like fine. And, uh, spoilers, she wouldn't be fine from the stuff that that was happening to her. And she's just like, she's just like cool with it. I'm like, so you know what it reminded me of? Remember in Prometheus when the girl has like the squid abortion? <laughs> yeah, she's and cool. Then, and then the next scene, she's running around like investigating the ship, yeah. like going on a walk. <laughs> at least, at least they explained why in that movie. They're like, okay, some futuristic thing stapled her up. She's good to go. You know, it's like in my mind that was explained. In this, there's no way. And this is like takes place with like 1600s. And like, there's there's no way. And this movie, it just feels like a complete ripoff of Pit and the Pendulum. Oh yeah, and it's just a, yeah. it's I don't know. I don't want to keep ranting about it, but it was just so yeah. uh, familiar. Like you've seen this before. It's like to the point where you know Sean Pertwee's like doing stuff to himself, and I'm like, this is straight up Lance Henriksen and Pit and the Pendulum. <laughs> That's a great movie, though. Yeah, long. But um, yeah. I would say that uh, if you're interested in, I don't know, I guess Middle Ages stuff, there's probably better movies, but, you know, this is passable. I didn't I didn't hate this probably as much as you, Mike. I, I, I thought it was, I didn't hate it was it. more it's, middling. Yeah. Uh, it didn't really stand out. I had a lot of negatives for it. I mean, that outweighed the positives, but like I said, Sean Pertwee is awesome. So, yeah. um, if you're looking for him... You know, I guess check it out. Any other thoughts on this, Shane? No, it's just that I enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed what it was. What did you think of the torture? Did you think it was a little too tame? Yeah, I thought it was too tame. Um, Especially for a Neil Marshall film where in previous movies he really does um, lay on the gore. Yeah. Um, I thought this one was a little bit tame in that aspect. Um, It could have done with a bit more gore. You know, you didn't see the torture scenes. You saw the before and after. Mm-hmm. You know, there was some, you think to yourself, maybe they should have elaborated more. Or maybe they were just like, right, we don't have the budget for all the gore. Let's just do a before and after, you know, so people can. Do... <clears throat> so it's kind of um, relate, uh, you know, it, it appears that. It's happened. You have to use your imagination to see what would happen with the gore. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think it could have done with a bit more gore. Um, I give the personally, I give the film a six out of ten. Um, 
because I enjoyed it. You know, I, I thought it was well done. Um, it looked amazing. Practical effects were great. Um, just needed more gore. Yeah, I think especially when you have that scene of the wagon. Yeah. And when you have that in the movie, and then you have everything else so very tame, it's yeah. like, all right, we know you're willing to show the most hilarious over-the-top gore effects, but you just refuse to, you know, in, in sort of the main plot of the movie. You leave that as, like, just a, a little sprinkling on the side. Mm. And I, mean, I didn't think that. I also I also wasn't a big fan of the flashbacks. There was way too many, and it, it got mixed in with the dream sequences. And I, at times, I was kind of lost as to like, is this something that did happen, or is this just in the character's imagination? Like that that it kind of tripped me up a couple times. Where I'm like, wait, wait, is this happening right now? Or is see, this I, like... yeah, I can see what you're saying with that, but I believe it's it was her memories of seeing her mother. And her husband, because her husband was stitched up by, um, what's his face, uh, Pendleton. Um, mm-hmm. Right, he was stitched up in the bar because I liked. I, see, this is another thing I quite liked. I like the fact that you see the scenes, and then as they're talking about it later in the film, they go back and you actually see what happens. So it's like obviously Pendleton swapped her husband's um, jug of ale. For the one that the guy who had the plague had been drinking so he stitched him up in order to obviously take away his property kick out his wife and you know move it on move another family in etc which is what fucking landlords do because sometimes they are cunts um mm-hmm. but um there was also also the scenes with her mother as well who was burned as a witch but she was innocent and she was having the memories of her, her mother, um, you know, basically talking to her, telling her how strong she is, that she can do this and, you know, she can get through it. And, you know, the husband hanging himself because he's got the plague or he knows he's got it and leaving um, the wife and the baby so they can carry on because he knows that they would not stand a chance if he was there with them and he passed it on. But um, I kind of liked that. I liked that aspect of it. I also liked the scenes with the devil, which I thought were quite cool. Yeah, that one where he crawls out of that puddle. Yeah. That was awesome. That's really good. Yeah. And the fact that he's trying to basically uh, tell her to let him take her soul just so she can become stronger and better. You know, it's, um, I thought those scenes were quite cool as well, Mm. but no, I really enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. You know, it was, um, it was, it was, a it was a good film. Yeah. I, I was more shocked that, I don't know. I, I think this is a, a significant downgrade for uh, for Neil Marshall, um, which is sad uh, because you know he was so fucking high up there, you know, in in the horror world, and you know just didn't. I, I guess he just didn't get the opportunities or whatever. And and I don't see this as a movie that would ever get released in a theater. You know? No, there's no way. Um, 
I, I, in my opinion, I really think, and this is just my opinion, I just, I don't like the fact that nothing, like, really terrible happened to the main character. Like, it's just every, like I said, every scene, she's just, like, gorgeous looking. There's the dialogue is, like, talking about how dudes, like, want to fuck her and everything. And I'm like, okay. And then it gets to, and I want, I really want to talk about the ending because it bugged the hell out of me. Um, all right, we'll we'll get into spoilers right now. Yeah, so let's do it. The ending was stupid. It was terrible. Like you had this whole setup of Sean Pertway is going to drink the wine, and I did like the flashback that did catch me off guard. I was like, okay, it wasn't actually poisonous, but then she she stabs like his hands. She somehow fights off that scary woman because now she's like you or the burned uh, woman like that, that the movie set it up where she's like Sean Pertwee's bodyguard. Right. And no offense to her, the main character, but she was a housewife in the 1600s and she like battles this bodyguard off. So now she's, you know, she's got like fighting skills and, you know, um, the ending just showed Sean Pertway not dying. They, he sees Satan, and that's it. He, and the, the gun didn't go off. So if he got one of his hands loose, right? Or am I missing something? He did. He could have. He maybe. I think what I got from the ending was that it was implying that Satan showed up to him and was offering him an escape if he let Satan in. Exactly. Know? And it doesn't show anything that happened to him. And right, of, it doesn't show you what happened. And of course she gets away. She just, I don't know. It goes down that like, I'm assuming that's where they dumped all the, the piss and shit. And she just right. swims like a mile away and like escapes. And the last shot is her in the sunlight wearing a dress and she's all perfectly, beautiful, even though she just pulled clean dress, even though she just pulled a, a Shawshank Redemption out of that right. place. She Andy Dufresne yeah. her way out of that place. And it was just it bugged me like the amount of gore and everything. You couldn't show me just like Satan, just like killing Sean Pertway. That entire tension of the whole movie is her trying to get her baby back. And, you know, and of course, it's like, I don't know, dude, it was just it just bugged me. It was so stupid. I think they, I'm not going to say half-assed, but they pulled back on she and the she's a badass aspect. Like, what they could have done is gone full, like, okay, now she's an action hero and she's taken the place apart. Or I think what would even be more interesting is if she did make a pact with the devil. Yeah. And like, you know what I mean? Like, the devil is now backing her and she's tearing all these assholes apart. Uh, you know, killing and speaking them all. of tearing assholes apart, her asshole and pro I'm assuming her vagina was destroyed, was ripped oh, apart yeah. by that device. The next scene, she's like sitting down with Sean Pertwee. She's like, just chill about it. I'm like, dude, you have a pancake sized hole in you and you're just cool with it. Like poop is just falling out at this point and you're just like no pain. That's what it was like. It would have been awesome. Like you said, if she made a pact with the devil, like, dude, just get me out of here. You know what I mean? But no, it's just like, yeah, or or she makes a pact to like, whatever, save my baby and I'll do whatever. And the devil just lets her do what it takes to get the baby out. You know, mm -hmm. I, I thought that would have improved things, <clears throat> but I think they didn't want to make the main character. I don't know. Succumbing to uh, 
to the devil or whatever. But I thought that could have been interesting. So, yeah, I, I think a miss, and I don't know. I hope uh, I don't know. I hope Neil Marshall gets something put together, man. Well, he wants to. He he made a statement saying he wants to put her in all of his follow up movies. Oh God. Yep. Rob Zombie, here we go, baby. Exactly. <laughs> I know you're never a big fan now, Mike. Oh. Now we're gonna now we're gonna have to discuss every future Neil Marshall movie. With Dude, I would I would take any Rob Zombie movie over watching this again. And I loved Sean Perry in this. I thought he was great. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So there we have it. And that's the last time we'll be receiving a screener from <laughs> probably one of these people. Thanks a lot, Mike. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But if uh, Mike has not dismayed you, nor myself, you can still catch The Reckoning on demand and digital February 5th, 2021. Which is after this will be releasing because we're not able to release this until at least the first. Yep. So. All That's fancy. the way it is. So fancy. That's only a week. Yeah, I probably won't get it done by then anyway. All right, boys, let's move <laughs> on to our next segment of our 100th. Uh, what is it? Sen- cent episode? Centenary episode. Cent episode. Got it. Um, I thought this would be fun. We'd do just a little bit of a versus game where we pit two things or whatever against each other and see which would win in a battle. Uh, um, I did come up with some rules here, fellas. This is all you. You you tell me what to do. All right. So here are the rules for this versus game, okay? It's going to be a fight to the death or sort of like immediate death if they always come back to life. Like, it's not like we're not talking a y- two or three year long battle. It's like one clash and whoever is the one that walks away is the winner, you know, not that they'll come back in 10 years and haunt them. Um, and it's not about who's better. It's about who would kill the other person. So if, for instance, one character has a better set of movies than the other character, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win. It's, you know, whoever would win in the battle. Um, wins. I guess you could say that, but unless they don't have any wits, then it's just a battle of strength. <laughs> And the fight takes place somewhere where they both have their powers or whatever, but, you know, not detrimental to the other opponent. So, for instance, um, I don't know, like, you wouldn't have uh, somebody whose powers are in a church and then fighting a vampire. The vampire wouldn't be in that church because they have less powers. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, the characters have whatever weapons or abilities that they would normally have in their films. So, we'll start off with an interesting one I thought would be pretty good. Freddy versus Pinhead from the Hellraiser series. Now, I want you to think about this. So, Freddy's got all of his dream powers, right? But Pinhead has whatever the powers of the hell dimension that he comes from. So, who do you think would come on top of that, Shane? Personally, I think Pinhead, because he would be able to um, make everything that Freddy has done and what he does, all his dream powers, become reality. They'd be able to make them corporeal, so he would therefore succeed. You don't think that Freddy could do something to um, to hinder Pinhead at all? No, I don't think he would. What about you, Mike? What do you think on this one? 
Um, I would think uh, Freddie would overpower Pinhead because oh Here we go. Uh, Ashley Lawrence defeated Pinhead just with a picture. And <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I don't think Pinhead's really that threatening if like a 17 year old or wouldn't if she's about 18, 18 year old girl can defeat her. So, um, but yeah, I think if they both had their powers, like Freddie can come up with anything. He's like he's got the power of dreams. He can like literally come up with anything. While Pinhead is succumbed to a puzzle box and a picture of his former self. Hmm. Yeah. See, I was thinking about part that that part in uh, part two where the Pinhead gets sort of turned back to his human form by like him remembering who he was and i think if you got freddy to remember who he was he would definitely still kill everybody yeah he'd just be pissed off yeah (laughs) like oh yeah they burned me i'm gonna fucking kill everybody yeah i don't know but does it matter that freddy's powers apparently depend on fear is that something that would stop but pinheads don't really he just still has them Hmm. that's good because would pinhead wouldn't be afraid of freddy right i don't know What do you think, Shane? I don't know. Hello? Hello? No thoughts, huh? Hello? Yeah, I can hear you, Shane. Are you? Can you hear us? Yeah, well, I can hear you. So what do you think? Do you think uh, that Freddy would be afraid of Pinhead or vice versa? Um... I don't know. I mean, I guess in a sense, there could be fear on both sides. I mean, Freddy could make Pinhead think he's human, and then Freddy could then make him think of his worst nightmare and possibly succeed in that way. Uh, But then, again, I say Pinhead could basically tear freddy apart but then would freddy have a soul still oh interesting because he already sold his soul right yeah it would almost be like freddy's almost like a cenobite of his own yeah Hmm. also but like what about freddy versus jason where he knew jason's fear so if he knows um pinhead's past life what's to stop freddy just like tormenting pinhead's past life you know it's that could cause fear. fear being human again i don't know i think i might give this one to freddy just because i've seen pinhead be top i know freddy gets beat every single time he comes out but seeing pinhead get defeated by like psychological things and i think that's what freddy's main mode of attack is is the psychological i don't know that's just my opinion but we'll have to leave it we'll have to leave that one there we'll go to one that's that's more brute force i guess you could say uh jason versus michael myers and the real question is which jason are we talking about like, would it be fair to have him fight, like, zombie Jason? <laughs> or do you have to do, like, Friday 3 Jason, you know what I mean? Or would you have Jason X Jason? <laughs> I think you sort of, you make him as evenly matched as possible. Like, 
we know in Friday 3, he's not being stopped very easily. But, you know, the same thing with Michael Myers in the first five movies. You know, he's he is apparently still a human or whatever. It's not until part six that he's some thorn descendant of, I don't know, Satan's powers or something. I forgot what happened in six. <laughs> um, I don't know. What do you think on Jason and Michael Myers? I think that uh, no matter which version of Jason, uh, Jason would beat the hell out of Michael Myers. Really? Yeah. Okay, like, let's go over some things here. Despite him magically learning how to drive, like, Michael right. Myers doesn't know anything. And I, I see. I feel like Jason doesn't know anything. Jason's bench pressing trees in the forest this whole time. <laughs> and Michael Myers is just, you know, stealing people's, like, mechanic He's just like overpowering. And come on, once again, he gets bested by some 16 year old girl. With telekinetic powers. Hello? I was talking, about, I was talking about Halloween, but, <laughs> yeah, but like, uh, like, I was trying to and... think. I'm like, who had telekinetic powers in Halloween? That hasn't happened yet. He did get bested um, by, uh, by a bunch of karate moves. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I'll say that. Wait, who who ended up better? Did he survive that kung fu attack? What I'm blanking. What are you talking about? Um, what's his face in uh in Halloween Resurrection? Um, uh oh, uh, ice? not ice. <laughs> uh, Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes. Yeah, did he live through that? I don't know. I don't remember. He had to because have. the close. Because in, in Friday 8, right, Jason fights the boxing guy. Yeah. And takes all the punches and then takes that guy's head right off. <laughs> I, what was the what was the outcome of the Buster Rhymes Kung Fu? I Doesn't Buster Rhymes live in that movie or no? Shane, do you remember this? Help me out here. No, I don't. Oh, oh God, hold on. very important. No, he, he booted him out of a window, didn't he? I'm pretty sure he... Buster Rhymes booted Myers out of a window or something. So I feel like if Buster Rhymes tried kung fuing Jason, he wouldn't stand a chance. No, that's why Mike Myers is a pussy. <laughs> I think he's smarter than Jason, though. He yeah. might be able to figure out a way to stop him. He did figure out how to drive on his own. That's true. As I crack open a beer. I think I think I I'm know. gonna give this one to Jason. I think I am too. Even even Jason three, he's a big dumb idiot, but he's so big and dumb that like I don't think Mike Myers is. Gonna, I think Mike Myers is gonna stab him. Yes, right, and exactly. Then, and then walk away and be like, "That guy's dead. I just stabbed him." And then Jason's gonna stand up and just hit him in the back of the head with an axe. So in Jason two, he's got a machete. Right, right. And from what I remember, a machete is a lot longer than a knife. So Jason would just destroy. I have to go through some of the facts on this. Yes. So, so in three, he also gets a mask and he's an expert shot at shooting things because he hits that girl right in the eye with a crossbow. Oh, yeah. You can see it coming right towards the camera. Right. Good shot. So in four, he's using other tools. He's got like a corkscrew now. He's got, uh, <laughs> you know, he's throwing people. There's a window for every person in that movie that he's just thrown out of the house. Like he's got superhuman strength. He throws everyone out of a window in that movie. Yeah. So I think Even no matter himself. 
<laughs> yeah, even himself. <clears throat> I think no matter what version of Jason, I would say even even little kid Jason, like he just came out of nowhere and he just like pushed that girl under the water, you know? Hey, well, what's to say that Myers isn't having a nice little stroll on the lake? Going, hey, what a beautiful day. And then this, you know, he just topples over. We've never seen Michael Myers swim, have we? Huh. Okay. At the end of, oh boy, I think it's four. He falls down a well or something and ends up in a river. And then a hermit finds him and brings him back to health in five. Yeah. Doesn't that happen? I, I, it sounds familiar. I don't remember the Halloween franchise too much. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that happens. I'd have to go back and rewatch him. Oh, man. And then the end of you know, the newest one, he's just sitting there. He's There's fire all around him in Halloween. And he's just like staring up at Laurie Strode. Like, would, I can't get out of this. And he's just paralyzed with fear. He's a puss. Yeah, that's true. Meanwhile, Jason would be knocking through walls. He'd throw himself out of anything. So I think Jason takes this one. All right. You convinced me, Mike. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely with you on Jason. Shane, any, any opinions? Nah. I shall leave that one. All right. The next one, I thought this one in my head. I was like, oh, this is pretty interesting. Okay. Let's say Chucky versus the Puppet Master toys. And let's say whatever, pick five of them. Like, it doesn't matter which ones. I don't know. I don't really care. Like, if you could pick five, that'll stop Chucky. Is there any combination of the Puppet Master toys that could win? I'm going to sit this one out because I've never actually watched any of the Puppet Master movies. Oh, my God, Shane. Come on. You've never seen the Puppet Masters? Oh. Well, you watched it. You watched that one uh, that we did on the podcast. What was it called? Um, the Last, The Littlest Reich. Did I? Didn't you? Well, I don't think so. Oh my god, that was the only good one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mike. Chucky and Puppet Master Toys. What do you think? Is there anything going on here? Well, you're doing uh, that. Cup of tea. <clears throat> um, I would. I don't know. That's a, that's actually a really good one. I would probably give it to the Puppet Master Toys. You said five of them. Yeah, let's say five. Okay. Some of them are turds, you know. Well, I only remember like three of them, and I've watched all of them. So, <laughs> what does that say? Oh my! But um, I would I would probably give it to the Puppet Master toys just because of of uh, uh, there's more of them, and they could. All right, so wh- which ones are gonna take Chucky out? So I mean, if you're if you're saying that, now we gotta actually talk about which of these toys are gonna are gonna work. Well, that's Blade. Yeah, and Blade's the main one, right? Right, that's the one on every cover of every puppet. And he's got his little sickle, I believe. Yeah. So him and, and like the drill dough guy. Drill guy, right? Um, I who's another one? There's Pinhead. He's the one that with big muscle arms and like tiny little head. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think Chucky um, be screwed. There's Leech Woman who, <laughs> uh, spits leeches out of her mouth. <laughs> I don't know that that's gonna help anything. Uh, what else is there? There's one guy whose head spins around. I don't really think he has anything other than his head spinning. Oh, there's the flamethrower guy. He's pretty good, right? Right. Um, shit. What were some of the ones in the new ones? There was one that, like, like causes an abortion. <laughs> <laughs> there's one where it cuts the guy's head off and his head falls in the toilet and he pisses on his own head. Yeah, I remember that. 
<laughs> that was like a helicopter one, right? Yeah, I don't. Or was he flying a helicopter? Or was he a helicopter? Uh... <laughs> it's been a while. I just remember the head in the toilet. That's what stands up. Give me a second. Um... I'm letting my cat in real fast. Yep. All right. I'm going to do some postulating on my own while everyone has left me here. Uh, Chucky's got to stand a chance. I mean, he's got his okay, knives. Okay. So sorry, like... sorry. No, that's all right. I was just thinking on my own. There's got to be some way Chucky stands a chance here, okay? Maybe get on the Chucky defense. So he's got his knives, obviously. Normal stabbing action. He's used to killer doll situations. He's not going to be shocked when dolls are attacking him. Yeah. He's he's obviously going to be right on it right away. Um, and he knows all sorts of ways to kill people. It's not just the knife. Obviously, he's going to have a knife, but he's going to have other way, means to kill people as well. And he's got, like, some voodoo stuff on his side. Can he use any That's of that? That's true. Like... What he could... But he could... I was going to say, he could put his soul into one of the, the Puppet Master toys, right? So if you watch Cult of Chucky, if that's um, anything, he can put his soul into multiple dolls. So there could be many Chuckies. Yeah, you're right. I'm not saying that this is the situation, but I'm saying if he gets put into one where he gets whatever, like let's say he's able to stop one of the Puppet Master dolls, he may be able to put his soul in that doll. Yeah, you're right. Even in the, the newest one, the remake, I think he did that in the end, didn't he? The Mark Hamill one? Yeah. I mean, he was controlling a bunch of stuff, yeah. I don't remember it so much. Uh, but he is still just a fucking doll, and he can get overwhelmed by, like, just someone picking up and throwing him. <laughs> and just, he's no match for the abortion. If I turn up against Chucky, I think the first thing I'd do, I'd just boot him in the fucking face, pick him up, and just start fucking hacking him apart. Yeah, but what if there's five little dolls attacking you? Um, it's called uh, <laughs> Crush, Kill, Destroy. That's like that old, that old, um, what's that thing? Would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or five duck-sized horses? <laughs> or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, that would be, be a fun movie. Um, but I would, I would probably yeah, maybe you're right, give it to the, uh, the um, Puppet Master dolls. They are less evil. They have done things for good in the past, so. And who's gonna, and, I mean, if, you know, he's, Chucky's gonna get an abortion. What, yeah, you're, you're saying that the abortion doll is going to perform one on Chucky. Right. <laughs> and I think that <laughs> Chucky is not used to having leeches coughed on him. You know what I mean? I think he's, he's used to, like, humans and everything. He wouldn't know what ah! to do. I would love to see this. I just want Brad DeReef involved in being like, that's a fucking leech on my face. Yep. <laughs> Are you kidding me, leeches? <laughs> All right. I'm sold on this being an actual movie, and I'm okay with the puppets actually winning now. I think I'm good to go. All right. Let's change it up a little bit. Let's go with some groups here, boys. Oh. Uh, let's say the Hills Have Eyes family, a bunch of mutant psychos, versus the Texas Chainsaw family. And, I don't know, let's say from part one, right? So you got, like, Leatherface, and you got um, Grandpa, and you got the, the chef and his brother. I would say the Hills of Eyes, hands down. 
I'm just going basing it off the uh, the remake and those guys. There's like, oh, you're talking remake Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, I I well, actually Berryman, then. I've never seen the original Hills Have Eyes. Really? Yeah. Oh, you should watch it. It's it's worth a watch. It is worth that... a watch for the cheesiness for the cheesy facts. Oh yeah. Oh, it's cheesy, absolutely. But Michael Berryman's in it. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh. What do you think, Shane? Hills Have Eyes, Texas Chainsaw. I'd have to say Hills Have Eyes. Just flat out, huh? Yeah. It's the mutant strength, isn't it? Yeah, it is. They're both cannibals. Yeah. I believe. They're both inbred. Right. But the Hills Have Eyes family is more likely to bang someone outside the family. Yeah, but also they're more than likely just to get together and have a major fuckfest as well. Hmm. Very true. But could Very you also imagine that the breed, the offspring of both families would be, in, you know, maybe a lot stronger than the original family itself? Yeah, and, and the other thing I'm thinking too is in the Hills Have Eyes family, there's like one or two weaklings in it. Yeah. But there's like, I think there's like three or four formidable family members the father, the oldest son. Um, I think there was another one too. Didn't one of the women go psycho too? I can't remember. Or was it, was it just the one daughter that was left? It's been a while since I watched the first. The remake is not sticking in my head at all. Um, but in Texas Chainsaw, all you have is Leatherface, right? Like, who else is going to do damage in that family? Hmm. I mean, maybe Chop Top, if Chop Top's there. Yeah. What about the uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D? Now he's got his his 90-pound cousin fighting, too. <laughs> Go get him, cuz. <laughs> How about the fact that they're still making another fucking reboot sequel to the original, like, this oh, year? Oh, no. Are we really bothered by that? I mean, let's face it. Is- I am. Like, yeah, I am just too. stop. They did. They did that prequel one where now he's a teenager and he was like this hot topic kid roaming around. I've still never watched it. It's that. so I, bad. I literally, I have it on Blu-ray and I have not put it in. Do you know what? I'm not even going to bother fucking watching any of those films. And a lot of people say it's really good, but I watched them. Like, what is really good? It's like everything that you would already know what would happen happens. Yeah. Um, but if we're talking about, well, and then you have Arlie Ermey in the Texas Chainsaw remake. He helps too. Oh, that's good. And he's yeah. and he's a big factor too. So I don't know. I think this would be if he's if if Leatherface has got his little posse going, got Arlie Ermey. Like, like okay, like the best of Texas Chainsaw. Like every one of the best characters <laughs> from that whole series. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey with his robot leg <laughs> and his and his government. He's got the government with him too, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Arlie Ermy, you know, throw in Chop Top, Bill Mosley. Um, was there anybody in part three that was worth being in the film? I just that remember Ken Forey in there, and I don't remember what part he plays. <laughs> it's been he so was long. not one of the family. So <laughs> the thing is, right? I've always I've always thought the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre was far superior than the original. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I enjoyed the remake more. I'm with you on that. I I mean, I understand the impact that the first one had. Oh, yeah, of course. 
you know, there wouldn't be all these other movies without it. I fully accept that. But, like, just looking at it from a movie standpoint, it has been done so much better since then. Um, I don't know. I, I, I get that it's, like, super original. And, you know, it like Psycho. Psycho spawned every slasher. There wouldn't be any slashers without Psycho. Yeah. Are there better slashers than Psycho? Yeah, most likely. I'd say there was. So... Yeah, I'm okay with the Hills Have Eyes family. If you got if you got to stretch that far to get a, a anything in the Texas Chainsaw that's going to match them, you got the mutant strength, man. They're fucking. And I don't know if you guys saw the, aggressive. the the sequel, the remake sequel, but the, those um, mutants they take out like soldiers yeah. with guns. So I don't think Leatherface would have a shot. Just him. Okay. Well, but but the government's on Leatherface's side. You got to understand that. <laughs> But because of because of new generation, fucking <laughs> Matthew McConaughey, dude. It's weird talking about this. It makes me want to watch it again. Me too. And then I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like five minutes in and be like, I regret this. I completely regret this. My cousin's huge on that movie. He loves Part Four. Oh wow! Uh, God bless him. I, I don't know, man. Someone's got I, <laughs> I have a theory that. Uh, and people disagreed with me on Reddit when I posted this, but every bad movie is probably somebody's favorite movie. Oh, yeah. Got the back saying. Boy. There's a lot of movies I like that you guys don't. Yeah. And vice versa, you know. There's got to be one movie that no one likes. It has to happen. I don't know, man. Oh, Con- I forgot Connor Blackman exists. Yeah, exactly. Ah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Connor. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, I got two other ones I wanted to go over. Um, okay, this one might be a little quicker. So, okay, the Stranger Things kids. W- maybe with Eleven. Hang on to that. Versus the Monster Squad. Maybe with Frank and a couple other monsters. What do you think? So the Stranger Things kids versus the Monster Squad. So if right. they would... I, I would like to do just the, the normal kids versus the normal kids. But that would be unfair. That would be unfair. Why is that? Because Millie Bobby Brown's got like... No, I said without 11. Oh, oh without 11. Okay. Without um, the superpowers. Right. Right. Um, How many are there in the Monster Squad? How many kids are there? Uh, let's see. There's the fat kid. There's <laughs> the numbers. The... First off, I know. I'm thinking in my head. There's a the fat kid. There's the regular kid. There's the teenage kid who works in shop class and makes the silver bullets and stuff. Um, there's a nerdy kid. There's the little girl. Uh, I might be missing one of them. Let's let's call it five, maybe six. Right, so the Stranger Things, are we talking the original core four, or are we talking up to season three? Okay, well, I say you have to include Steve, because I'm putting the other teenage kid in the Monster Squad. Right, okay, yeah, so you've got five there. But I would also add um, the girl. The lesbian girl from uh, the, the ice cream shop? <laughs> yeah, her, yeah, definitely. She's good. Yeah, she is good. Um, and that's Uma well, Thurman's daughter. Like, she could kick some. Get out of here. It is. It's, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. 
right, but you are you can't and, include Simon and um, Ethan Hawke. Yep. You can't include the fat kid's imaginary girlfriend. No, not her. But we can include um, the other girlfriend, the redhead. Or the other girlfriend, the redhead. In Stranger Things. Yeah. The, the... Is that the one that gets abducted in season one? Uh, no. She's the one that was added in what, season two? She like yeah. came? The the other one. Uh, the Who's the jag off? Oh, it's his. Uh, I know. Sister. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. He's the Power Ranger. <laughs> yeah. So they would be evenly matched, if not the Stranger Kids thing. No, there'd be seven in the Stranger, Stranger Things, six in Monster Squad. Also, you got to think about the intelligence and mm-hmm. their abilities in Stranger Things. I'm going for, I'm rooting for the Stranger Things team here. Um, their knowledge of weapons and stuff and how to defeat certain things because of their D&D knowledge, because of their role-playing knowledge, they can play it out. They've also acted it out. They've done it quite successfully. Yeah, I would I would say Stranger Things is like yeah, no question. Stranger Things. So he, here's here's my big thing, okay? The Stranger Things crew, in my opinion, uh, without Eleven, the only thing they have going for them is Steve. Because Steve's got a fucking baseball bat with nails, and he can he smashes like dogs and shit with it. <laughs> right? Yep. Um, but on the other side, the Monster Squad, you got that other teenage kid. He's making bullets in shop class. He's got a gun. So he's got, you're like, saying that the guy in Monster Squad is going to mow down the Stranger Thing kids. I'm saying just those two against each other. I And I love Steve. You know, he's my Steve's my, the only reason I watch Stranger Things is to get more Steve action. Uh, but I don't think he's going to stand up to the badass kid in the Monster but Squad. But how, how good is their aim? Like, you could hit the werewolf in the foot with a silver bullet, and he'd be impacted. Like, you don't yeah. need okay. aim for that. These kids, they're going to be dodging, you know, how kids are these days. You know what I mean? Like, he's not going to be they're able to... quick. Yeah, they're quick. He's not going to be able to aim properly. Be... Will anyone be Naruto running? <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> I don't... But they also have crossbows, and they've got training. They've got, like, they know the ways to kill other monsters. They've worked it all out. They know that, like, one, Wolfman has nards, and you can kick him in those nards. And two, if you blow up the Wolfman, he will come back together. Yeah, have Steve with a nailed baseball bat. If you take the creature from Stranger Things Series 3 and put him against the creatures in the Monster Squad, that creature from Stranger Things 3 is going to fucking wipe them out. No way. Dracula opens up a dimension, sucks that monster in, (laughs) done. I call bull. Tell me I'm wrong. Go ahead. <laughs> I call bullshit. No, I'm I'm sticking with the Stranger Things kids. Yeah, I don't think I don't think those monsters have anything on those Stranger Things aliens. Nope. Come on. Nope. The Gill Man. Nobody's afraid of the Gill Man. Nope. And I'm more partial because I don't like Monster Squad. You son of a bitch, man! <laughs> I knew I hated I like you. Monster Squad. I like Stranger Things too, and my money is on the Stranger Things kids. All right, I'm o- I am overpowered and outvoted. Yeah, Stranger Things it is. Um, all right, last one here. <laughs> this one's ridiculous. All right, brace yourself. 
Christopher Lee, Gary Oldman, Bela Lugosi, Quest Bang, Max Shrek, whoever you want, Dracula Battle. Who comes out on top? Christopher Lee. Mm. He is the angriest. He is. Oh, you know what? Wait a second. I say that, but now I'm actually thinking of Monster Squad, and I'm thinking of that Dracula. And that guy's very angry. Oh. Yeah, but Christopher Lee has class. But Gary Oldman's got to be in there, right? He's got like Gary a bunch Oldman, of magic yeah, and shit. He was, he was exceptional as Dracula, I will I say. Think, <clears throat> I think Bell Lugosi is more dated. Yes. Because he was just like thrown off a mountain. Bella Lugosi. Thrown off a mountain? Classic wasn't he? It, I th- what, what movie am I thinking of? I don't was know that, what you're what? talking about. No, that, I think that's White Zombie. The guy, the guy. Also, Bella Lugosi. Yeah, exactly. I think he was like shoved over a mountain. Um, Dracula was not pushed off a mountain. <laughs> um, uh, I would say Christopher Lee, but Peter Cushing was like in his like forties, and he like just beat the shit out of Christopher Lee. Um, I I might would have to say uh, Gary Oldman. Because he could, like, you know, transform himself into a younger version. Right. Yeah, also, he could use, he could transform himself into smoke. Yep. They all transform themselves into animals, bats, right. wolves. Yep. Unless we're talking oh, about, man. like, a va- are we talking about, like, just vampires or just Draculas? No, I like, like, the individual Draculas that are in that movie. Like, for instance, Bela Lugosi, he does a bat. He does a wolf, even though we never see it. But the the characters like like oh, there's a wolf running yeah. across the field over there. Um, I don't know if he does mist or not in the movie. I don't think so. I know Gary Oldman does. He also does. Doesn't he do rats at one point? Yeah, like a swarm of rats. Does. Have you thought about the Van Helsing Dracula? It was a bit OTT. But... I haven't seen that movie in forever. Okay, for what I remember, he's able to turn into a swarm of bats that then turns into a fist. Yeah. And punches an army. Am I correct? No, that's the um, Dracula Untold with Luke Evans. Wait, what were you talking about? I was talking about Van Helsing Dracula. Oh. (laughs) Van Helsing with... (laughs) You got me completely right, Shane. I was completely thinking of Dracula Untold when you said Van Helsing. (laughs) Honestly, I think I, I would go with uh, Klaus Kinski and Nosferatu. Very creepy, but is he going to be effective in any sort of battle? He right. he brought the plague to a town. He wiped out an entire town. Yeah, not only that, but he was pretty mean with that skateboard. I was just going back to that meme. Klaus Kinski and a skateboard? No, have you not seen the meme where he creeps up the stairs and then doesn't ollie down the, down the banister on the skateboard. I've never seen that. <laughs> no. <laughs> it sounds like something I'm really interested in, though. Yeah. Skateboarding. Yeah, okay. I'm, look- I'm looking up. Let's see. Let's see. In Van Helsing, Rich Richard Roxborough played Dracula in that. Yeah. I don't even recognize this guy. He looks different in every single film that he's ever been in. Well, so does Gary Oldman. Come on. Yeah. You're going to come. Some guy against Gary Oldman? Come on. I mean, that guy who did the Van Helsing Dracula was also in Moulin Rouge, apparently. 
I've never seen Moulin Rouge, but yeah, he was in that and he looked completely different in that. Shane, I'm just amazed that you remembered this exists. So am I. Because I completely forgot about it. I don't know. Dracula's... Oh, I love Christopher Lee, but here's the problem with Lee. In every movie he's in as Dracula, he's defeated so quickly. Right. Now, here's another thing that I'm going to do. Right. I'm going to narrow it down. Christopher Lee, Gary Oldman, right? Yep. Christopher Lee has sung metal albums, right? He's done metal albums. He's done metal. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. Gary Oldman, old school punk, he played Sid Vicious and Sid and Nancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's better? Gary, uh, Christopher Lee, because he was doing metal albums and it was 90s. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but then Gary Oldman playing Sid Vicious... See, this is another thing that you have to take into consideration. Those who... Well, here's... The actors... Gary Oldman could still join a metal band and be in one up until his 90s. I mean, we probably have like 30 years to go on that, so yeah, there's time. So kudos to Gary Oldman when he was filming Harry Potter and the, and, um, the Prisoner of Azkaban. He taught Daniel Radcliffe how to play bass because Daniel Radcliffe was in a fledging punk band. And also, Gary Oldman has futuristic weapons training from Fifth Element. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but he also has a plastic head in Fifth Element. <laughs> yeah. He's got the Rudy Giuliani hair. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> uh, but he does he have the Rudy Giuliani melting hair? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, because it comes yeah, down. It comes down. <laughs> Oh my god. I love it. Oh Alright, um I would have to say Gary Oldman. Yeah. Alright, yeah. It's the only reason I'll go with I'm just gonna agree with Gary Oldman is because he's got so many varieties of Dracula in just that one movie. Yeah. You got the old Nosferatu style. You've got like the young sexy style with a beard. Come on. Oh, also beard Dracula. In in the Christopher Lee Draculas, do they mention him being like a warrior back then? No, they didn't. So I think Gary Oldman's got like weapons training. He's like a warrior, you know. He yeah. was He's got that red armor. Yeah. So I think Gary Oldman hands now. Cool Let's face it. That is cool armor. That's badass. Yeah. But at one point, Christopher Lee does have a badass, like, long mustache coming down to his chin, so... I'm just gonna put that out there, that that is also awesome. That makes it real close. So, I don't know, I'm okay with Gary Oldman between those two, if we narrow it down. Yeah, alright, I'll go with Gary Oldman this time. (laughs) Alright. Alright, fellas. It's not dead. Gary Oldman's punk. I can live with that. There you go. So that rounds up my versus game that we put together. So I, there was more too. I could I could come up with more, discuss more, but we'll just hold it off for uh, maybe another time. Sure. So, all right. <clears throat> what else we got here, Mike? I know we put out the feelers for an AMA or a Q and A, however you want to put it, and uh, we did have a bunch of responses. Yeah. And I don't know, how do we want to do this? I mean, I know you collected a bunch from Instagram. Do you have the Facebook ones as well? I have a couple of the Facebook ones. I think I did your post, and uh, I copied all those down. I'm not sure if there was other ones, but you may have I stuff. Did, I, 
that I don't. I have a couple others that were in a couple different places, but um, why don't you just go through what you have, and then if there's anything that are is not included, I'll uh, we'll circle back to it. Okay, so we'll obviously hold off on the one that we discussed until last. But um, yes, Saturn Goth on Instagram says, "Big fan of the pet podcast." For each of you, if you could have any iconic prop or costume from any horror film, which would you pick? Ooh. And I I cheated a little bit because I have, and I don't know where it's at, but I bought an authentic um, piece from the blob, the 88 version. Ooh. And it's just like in a little bit container. It's a little pink thing that anybody could have faked. But I got like a certificate of authenticity with it and everything. It was pretty neat. So I'm going to go with the, I have the actual blob. But you already have this? Yeah. That Mike, the question was if you could have. If I could have. Yeah. But so you know what I, I do regret? I regret not buying the cross from um, the Rob Zombie Kickstarter for like $1,000 dollars. Do you guys a remember? Cross from what? <laughs> he was selling, and what is Kickstarter? He was selling like um, a cross from Devil's Rejects, I think, and it was like for like five hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, so stupid! But fine, you guys go first. I'll think of something else. <laughs> Mike picks one he already owns. <laughs> I was trying to think. I couldn't think of anything. I, you know, I act. I struggled on this as well. What do you got, Shane? What, what's your answer? I think I'd have to say the leather jacket that Brandon Lee wore for the Crow. Oh, that's a great answer. With the bullet holes or no? With that too much. Everything. The bullet holes. Everything. That's pretty badass. I like that answer. Now, what significance would you wear it out? Would you put it into a display? I'd put it on display, and I'd wear it on Halloween. <laughs> With your face painted, obviously. Fuck yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. So myself, I was trying to think, and I'm like... Because when I want something from, like, a horror movie, I want it to be, like, personal. I, I In terms of, like, it's really something I care about more than something that's worth something. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, I want to have an original Godzilla suit. No, I don't want that. Like, yeah, I'm sure it's worth more money than, like, some dumb nonsense, but I'd rather it be something that mean something to me or something that I love like one thing I would love love to have is just like a reanimator syringe with like some some of the uh, reagent inside it I know that it wouldn't obviously keep the color but like that would be fucking awesome I'd love to have something like that and the other thing is honestly I think just because it's a really cool set piece is a, a legit l- lament configuration from one of the movies yeah. Like, even though I'm not the hugest Hellraiser fan, I think having one of those would be awesome. Um, But yeah, off the top of my head, that's all I could really come up with. I, I couldn't really think of like a costume that I would want other than, you know, something like completely ridiculous and elaborate, you know, like a, like a Xenomorph or like a, uh, like Jason from part seven, like a whole you know, the whole getup, but that's that's insane. That's like museum stuff. Actually, I would rather uh, you say I'd love to have a prop xenomorph skull, like the one in Predator 2. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Hey, Bell's got one of those. <laughs> you know, like a full size skull. I reckon that would look fucking amazing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. 
I, I do like that as well. But that's what I mean. It's like something that means more to me than it does, you know. Then it's like, oh, this is a valuable prop. Don't touch it. I don't know. My... Uh, did you come up with something, Mike? Or are you sticking with your thing you already own? <laughs> no, I would say that uh, for the novelty, I would want um, Tom Savini's cock gun from yeah. Um, I would, nice. I would want that and like as a more, I would say serious, but it's from Predator. This is Predator's little pit boy that he's got, where he like on his um, a little arm thing. Yeah, little arm <laughs> thing. <laughs> I, I would definitely have one of that. Because Predator is just like one of my favorite movies ever made. Oh, I, another, I love Predator, man. Another one for me would be Ash's Chainsaw from Evil Dead. Yeah, that it's cumbersome though. Like, how are you gonna put that yeah. somewhere or something? Might be cumbersome, but it's gonna look fucking cool. That it will. That it will. Or like a fake Bruce Campbell head that they used <laughs> in one of those movies. <laughs> just have that on the wall. <laughs> I would love yourself. What, what I would love. Sorry, Shane. What'd you say? I said so you can go around and talk to yourself while you're out and about. That's right. Well, I, although my biggest joy would be is if I can have an actual Bruce Campbell head and then get him to sign it. Yeah. I think that would make me happier than anything else. Just to have the the, the look on his face while he has to sign his own head, I think would be really <laughs> funny. Um, so you want me to go to a next question here? You think we? Yeah. What else you got, Mike? Thank you, Saturn Goth, for submitting that question. Um, so now we're going to go to one of the most important questions that we were asked, and it's by Amy Davis Tobin, and she goes, "Which Sex in the City character are you?" <laughs> <laughs> if you guys, so I, I I prepared for this, fellas. Uh, if you don't know the Sex in the City characters, there's Miranda, Charlotte, Carrie, and Samantha. Right. I would go with Kim Cattrall. Yeah, Samantha. That's that's Samantha. Okay, I'd go with Samantha, just because I I I kind of have a crush on Kim Cattrall, like circa. No, I thought you were saying because you're a whore. I could get in line. Yeah, I mean, Kim Cattrall split second with uh, Rutger Hauer, man. Whew. Kim Cattrall. I would say I would say I am Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall right. mannequin. Oh, mannequin, sure. Yeah. And Big Trouble in Little China. Come on. Oh yeah. What about you? What guys? else, uh, Shane? Do you, do you, did you choose a Sex in the City character that represents you? <laughs> so basically, Mike, you're a slut, which basically means I'm probably a slut because Kim Cattrall, Samantha, definitely. Again, really? Wow. All right. What are you I'm judging like you us for? Like, who cares? I am. You're like you're gatekeeping took the. You're like, oh, <laughs> this is the hot girl that I like, so I'm gonna pick her. I don't. I've never watched it. I have no idea. I don't know either, but I had I actually looked into the characters and I had Elisa explain them to me. <laughs> um, so from what I understand, Charlotte is very prissy and uppity, like upper class, like, ooh, going to ritzy things and doing fancy things. And Miranda is, as Elisa described, the closet lesbian who has a child. Yeah, that's definitely it. <laughs> With a child, are you out of your yep. mind? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Carrie is the always seeking love and works for a newspaper or something. That's the, um, what's her face? The main character. The so, transvestite um, donkey witch. That's, that's the one. 
So I'm going to say I'm a carry because I'm going to step out, out of the loop and not go with the easy way out, fellas. So why carry? Which, what was she? Uh, at? Is her thing? Um, she's the main character of the series and she's always seeking love, but like never finding it. And is always like reaching out into each of the other girls worlds to find her own path. Deep, dude. Deep. deep very deep i may have made that last part up but <laughs> i'm going with it so what are you guys gonna do about it nothing i'm just a slut nothing. yeah me too so thank you amy davis tobin for the great question you got two so sorry um oh she also asked another one she goes what is your favorite curse word and mine would be pussy fart mine is cunt <sighs> oh boy it's so easy just to say fuck Mm. Uh, I mean, think if there's a better one than that favorite curse word. I like like sh- I don't know turd liquor like stuff like that la- makes me laugh. <laughs> you know what I mean when you take something. Yeah, it's just like that's pussy unusual. Fart. Yeah, pussy fart is good too. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Come guzzler. I don't know, but <laughs> I like turd nibbler. Shit eater, I don't know. Let's, I'll just say fuck because it's it's the best. It goes with everything. You Dick can cheese. Put it on, fuck is every word, right? Yeah. It's a noun. It's a verb. It's an adjective. It's like it's everything. Dictionary. There you go. So we'll stick with that. All right. Uh, thank you again, Amy. So I'm gonna leave Connor for last. Oh my because god. Because he has like six questions. <laughs> um, I probably have some you missed too. <laughs> so um. Sh- Sean Ryan asked Dark God on the forum. He says, How old do you think Cool Mike was? <laughs> I started laughing so hard when I read that. This is my favorite question. <laughs> Mike, can you explain who Cool Mike was? So Cool Mike is it's not just people what people call me. But like on the upcoming <laughs> horror movies uh, forum, we have this member called Cool Mike, Mike, who will never listen to this, so it doesn't matter because uh, he's way too cool for that. And right. like, no matter what you said about any topic, he would always one up you, no matter what. And I guess before my time on there, I guess he like uploaded a photo where he was wearing like Daisy Dukes, and he's just like an old guy that does not like to be embarrassed. Um, and then Amy did a follow-up question about his Facebook because there was a time where he was trying to one-up somebody and he said that he had a uh, he was hiring a guy from his work to customize his Facebook profile in different colors and things because he's just so super cool. So based out on all of that, I would say Cool Mike is probably in his 50s. Um, he has the personality of someone in his 60s, though. Because <laughs> I mean, I don't even remember actually having a conversation with Cool Mike, um, or I may have done on the forum when I was on there. But I'd say he was definitely in his fifties, pushing sixty, easy. Mm. I always liked Cool Mike. I'll go on record <laughs> as saying that because uh, when you, when you pepper in some of the experience, you know, in the forum world, I like having back in the day. People don't understand like what a forum used to be when it was like a collection of people that would come every day to deposit nonsense onto various topics. And now, now I mean, that's I guess just they... Reddit. Yeah, right. Reddit is sort of that, but Reddit is so temporary that there isn't like a topic. You know what I mean? There's not like 
a repeated topic that's been, that is around for weeks or months or years that's constantly being added to, and he could go back and constantly revisit that's it. That's true. Know? That's true. It's very temporary on Reddit. Every day there's a whole new front page, but on a forum you'd have like four topics would be on the front page of the forum, and you'd get just those four topics, and you'd go back to them over and over. Um, I think old uh, Cool Mike was old enough old enough to know better than <laughs> than he behaved. However, that was however old he is, he acts older. All right, um, so he acts like boy in his eighties. Yeah, basically. Get off my lawn. And as for as for whether he ever got his uh, Facebook <laughs> up and running, or if he's still working on his MySpace, Cool Mike is not only still working on his MySpace, he's actually the mod at the Cabin Fever Two MySpace page. Are you serious? The official, oh, the official MySpace page of Cabin Fever Two. So he really I is mean. Cool Mike. No, I just made that. Oh, up. okay. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> though. So, um, all right. Thank you, Sean, for the fantastic question that only a handful of people would know about. Um, Mike, a fright master will like that one. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. He was he was in on that uh, Facebook thing too, and we were both dying. Um, <laughs> so Sean Mullaney had a very he had uh, a three part question. He goes, name a movie you're embarrassed that you like, an absolute overrated movie, and a movie that started out your love for horror. And he said number one movie from the '80s. So this is a four parter. Oh come so on. So we'll do the first one is name a movie you're embarrassed that you like. And I, if you guys want me to go, I, I wrote these down. No, I'll go first. Okay. Um, so I kind of have two answers for this um, because I'm not really embarrassed by like, I, it's one of those weird things that like, oh no, I won't admit that I like this. It's like, I don't even, I don't care. Like, yeah, I like shitty movies. Everyone knows it. I don't care that you know it. Um, but I will say probably one is Urban Legends from the nineties. Okay. And I have such a fucking soft spot for that movie. I know it's just a rip off of scream, which is a parody of every other slasher movie, but at the same time, like for whatever reason, that one stuck with me. And the other thing I will say, I have a soft spot for and should be embarrassed by, but I'm not is the entire man eater series. And those are sci-fi channel originals. Like man eater something beneath blood monkey carney there's a there's like a thousand of them and they're all horrible and i will watch them and i don't care what anyone thinks i enjoy them okay what about you shane see it's a good question because i really like urban legend as well i just like it not because it's cheesy but i just think it's a really good film and i remember the first time watching it, it actually kept me guessing um kind of like in the sense of screen did and i love scream the first movie um and i'm not embarrassed about that because I watch it often. Um, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ziggy is shocked, Shane. Horrified. I don't think he's actually watched. Oh, actually, I think he has watched Urban Legends, and I think he's watched Scream. Haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, they're not making fun of you, Ziggy. They're just agreeing with you. So you'd but say Urban Legends as well. Yeah, well, I would actually. Right. But, yeah, but uh, you're not embarrassed I'll, by that. I'm ahead and thankful. I'm thankful for Ryan actually saying that. But you know, there's probably some movies from the '80s that I'm embarrassed to love, and I do love. I mean, I can think of the Monster Club. From oh my movie. god, that's a dull movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've always liked that film, though. 
Okay. So, because um, I bought it on Blu-ray a couple of years ago, I actually found it on Blu-ray. I was really happy that I got it because I used to have it on VHS, and um, I can remember loving the whole stories that because it is anthology. You know, I just thought it was a really great anthology film, and I loved all the stories in there and the descriptions and stuff, and some of the actors in there as well. Were fucking brilliant. But um, yeah, I've, yeah, I'd have to actually, I'd have to say the monster, uh, the monster club. All right, all right. Um, I would say I've got three. I would say the suckling, and Val would agree. Just for the ending scene alone, <laughs> where this monster transforms back into a fetus and he shoves himself back up to this woman's vagina. <laughs> it's one of my favorite moments in any horror movie. Um, none of these I'm embarrassed about, but I think if I was watching it with a group of people and I was like, I like this movie, they'd all give me a stupid look. The second one would be Night of the Dribbler, which, it's, which is a slasher movie. Oh my god, Mike. <laughs> it's a sl- Come on. <laughs> it's a slasher movie that uh, <laughs> the guy, uh, this the killer, his head is a basketball. And there's this <laughs> horrible person in there who's constantly doing comedic relief the whole time. And he's just telling these really horrible dad jokes, but every single one of them made me laugh. And it was just some of the kills in there are so funny. And my last one would be Santa Jaws. As much uh Mike, do not even fuck with it. The last one would be Santa Jaws because it made me laugh on so many different occasions. And like some of the lines, like he goes, Merry Christmas, you son of a fish. And then I was just laughing so hard like i i i uh turned it on to hate it but i ended up really liking it <laughs> so. oh I, so okay i would here's my problem with santa jaws i would agree with you with the entire thing up until the ending which infuriated <laughs> me the ending made me so mad that i vowed to hate the film i was like i can't take this i hate this ending yeah so uh let's let's try to move on with the rest of his question uh, right, what was the rest? I forgot. The other one, his second one, was absolute overrated movie, and I'm gonna get mine out oh, of the way geez. quick. It's definitely Drag Me to Hell, and it's definitely the uh, Babysitter movies on Netflix because I've seen nothing but positive things about both of those, and I just don't get it. I think Drag Me to Hell sucks. So do I. The only things I liked about that movie was the punch up in the fucking car lock, and the possessed goat. Yeah, I, I really like Justin Long in it myself. The possessed goat for me made the film. I thought. <laughs> There's some like Sam Raimi stuff in there that uh, really call back to his other movies, but uh, I just like it's PG-13 and it's like go fuck oh, yourself. Yeah, yeah I, I remember when that when that came out, I was like, oh, Sam Raimi's doing horror again, and then it got a 12 certificate in the UK, which is like <laughs> two up from like. Oh yeah, this is a teenage movie. Go and yeah. watch teenage horror, and I thought, "Fuck you, no way, I can't believe it." Um, I'm gonna take um, not well, maybe it's controversial. Uh, overrated, and I know I mentioned it earlier today, but I really do think Texas Chainsaw Massacre One is overrated. Agreed. And yeah, I agree with that. Too. I know every horror fan in the world. I it's especially because when you interact with horror fans. People are diehard fans of this movie, and I I get it. I understand the influence that it has, but the movie itself is, in my opinion, just not as good as many people make it out to be. And bring the hate as it will come. 
Like we right. give it. So. All right. What about you, Shane? What's uh, your overrated movie? Overrated movie. Ooh, that's a tough one because there's a lot. Um... <sighs> I might have to come back to that one. Seriously. Because, okay. I mean, there's a lot. Well, actually, actually, no. I don't have to come back to that one. Hellraiser. You said Hellraiser. Wow. I am shocked, Shane. I thought you loved Hellraiser. The thing is, right, I love the book, Hellbound Heart. Or yep. the Hellbound. I love the book. And as a Clive Barker fan, I was not overly enamored by the original Hellraiser movie. I wow. Hellraiser Hellbound, the second movie. I thought that was a lot more interesting. There was a lot more story to it. And, you know, I thought that the characters they had in it were far better. Hellraiser, to me, although it was the introduction, I just didn't like the portrayal of the characters in the movie that much at all. You know, I was just, you know, Pinhead, he looks cool, but, you know, I'm just like, nah, not really bothered. Yeah. I got you. Okay. So, um, um, for me, yeah, it's definitely Hellraiser. Um, I watched it many years ago because I, um, I remember my brother Lloyd hiring it on VHS. And we sat down one night and watched it because um, I really wanted to watch it because I'd seen posters about it. I'd seen red reviews for it. And I thought, okay, well, I'd like to watch this. And me and my brother sat there and watched it. And I remember saying to him, well, that was a bit of shit. <laughs> I just wasn't overly enamoured by it. And I, I mean, I've got, I got given um, a Hellraiser box set a few years back from my buddy Romick. And I may have told this story before, but I'll refresh it for new listeners. But basically, his girlfriend bought this, bought the Hellraiser configuration box. It's the box set. So it's got the three movies. It's got a bonus disc and it has a booklet. And basically, you take the top off and it flips open into the configuration box. And it flips open into like the five sections. So you've got the centerpiece and then you've got the four things that um, fall out. And you have the lid and there's the lid that keeps it closed. She bought it thinking it was a jewelry box. That's awesome. And she, <laughs> she actually said, oh, that looks really pretty. And then she got it home and then she found out it was actually a collection of movies and she doesn't like horror movies. Neither did my buddy Romek. So he says, I know someone who will like this. And then he gave it to me. And I still... My favorite part about that story, Shane, is that that's a legitimate, like, that's how a Hellraiser movie should start. Like, oh, look at this beautiful little jewelry yeah. box. <laughs> and it's a gateway to hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because although I think Hellraiser is overrated, I'll watch it if it's on. But I'll still sit there afterwards and go, yeah, overrated movie. But I like two, and I didn't mind three either. Yeah, the first three I like. I also yeah. like uh, five or six, Inferno. That's a really good one. But yeah, I mean, uh, for me. Oh, yeah, is, is that, who is in that the one? The dude from Nightbreed. Oh, Craig Sheffer. Yeah. Actually, right, right, right. He was on TV last night. Talk about overrated. Fuck Nightbreed. Oh my god. I, I should have picked that one. Yeah, that movie blows. I'm sorry, Shane. I know you like it, but I cannot stand Nightbreed. I think it's terrible. Uh, 
100% with you on that one. It's super slow and not my cup of tea. I much prefer Hellraiser to Nightbreed. But anyway, let's go on to your, next, your other ones. You got okay, so Sean also said a movie that started our love for horror. Mine, real quick, would be uh, The Thing and Evil Dead 2. I uh, watched those movies a, w- a long time ago. And while they weren't the first horror movies I watched, they made me like really appreciate the practical effects and uh, what the 80s had to offer. Because before then, I was just like, oh, it's 80s movie. They're terrible. They're probably bad. But it just shows that those movies still hold up like almost 40 years later. It's insane. Mm. Uh, I'll go. I'm going to go with um, Creepshow because it was a like a life changer in my childhood that. We would watch creep show. We watched creep show at my grandmother's house during sleepovers, and um, my cousins, one of whom is John, that we've mentioned multiple times on the podcast. We need to get um, right. It, it, obsessed with the movie, we would become in so much that we would talk about it like every time we got together, whether it was you know discussing a thing in the box or like the bugs or whatever. Like we would just laugh and. It, it became this like mental thing that like horror movies are fucking amazing and we have to be involved in it. So definitely creep show, but at the same time, and this is going to sound a little weird because like, y- I don't know if you guys have ever had that happen. Like where you sort of go through phases where you're into something and then you fall out of it for a little bit. And then like you find something else that you're like, Oh yeah, that's right. I fucking remember. I love these types of movies. And that is sort of like um, uh, what happened to me. It was probably when it when when did fucking when that movie come out? I'm gonna say it was like '99 or 2000 when um, uh, Urban Legend came out again. Like I think it was right '99 or 2000. And like I had not watched horror movies for probably like five or six years. And I rented it one night. Just like I remember, I used to like horror movies and. They're still making horror movies. How come I haven't watched any? And I watched that. And it's part of my reason that I'm like embarrassed to like actually love the movie. But it made me want to get back into horror movies at that point. So uh, kind of those two. One sparked my love for horror and the other reinvigorated it. What about you, Shane? Very embarrassing. Oh, that's a good question. Do they have to be 80s? No, it's just what what started the movie out for you or the horror movie thing you know what i'm saying yeah i think for me it would have been dawn of the dead very influential i was nine years old when i first saw that um the first it it wasn't the first horror movie i saw because before that i'd seen rosemary's killer or as you guys call it the prowler i'd seen that when i was seven and zombie flesh eaters when i was seven too um and, um, yeah, I can always remember watching those movies. And um, I think at nine years old, my love for horror um, started with watching Dawn of the Dead. And then my sister managed to get a copy of Night of the Living Dead. Um, and to this day... Night of the Living Dead is probably one of my favourite all-time movies. And I go back every now and again. I do watch it every now and again. It's just, to me, it's just a cold, hard classic. You know, I think that for its time, it was 
terrifying. I mean, I would love to have been in theatres when people were seeing that for the first time in 1968, you know, just to gauge everybody's reactions. I think, you know, that would be amazing just to witness that on the big screen with lots of people not knowing what they got, not what, not knowing what they're watching and then seeing everything unfold. And, yep. you know, just the, how the film was, it was eerie. It was atmospheric. It was terrifying. It was fucking everything about it was just so good. And it was so new and fresh and no one had ever done a film like that before. And I can always remember watching it for the first time and thinking, this is fucking amazing. And I was nine years old. And it gave me that thirst. And I was like, I just went. My family used to take the piss out of me because they'd be like, oh, no, it'd be hiding, hiding behind a pillow or something like that. You know, I think every kid did, did that with some film and descri- you know, description. I mean, I used, to, I used to be scared of vampire movies when I was a little kid. Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Large Marge, scared me until my 20s. E.T. Yeah. for me. My grandma would put it on, and E.T., when they're like trying to coax him out of that little thing with like Reese's Pieces, I could never watch it. I was terrified when I was little. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would have been a great question. What movie are you, are you embarrassed to be scared of as a child? He has that movie that they were frightened of when they were a kid. And for me, it was like, it was Christopher Lee in Dracula. And... In the UK on a Friday night, they would put on horror movies on BBC Two. And, you know, they'd put the horror movies on and I would sit there and I would watch them. And, you know, I don't know why I would watch them, but it was like, I need to get over this fear because I loved horror movies. And it was ever since then, it's like, obviously, I love vampire movies now. And, you know... To me, I still say 30 Days of Night is one of my favourite vampire movies, but from the 80s, you had Fright Night, you had The Lost Boys. The Hunger with David Bowie and Catherine Deneuve, you know, even that was that was a completely different take on vampirism, and yet it was awesome, and it was also classy as well. It was arty, you know. It was a completely different take on vampirism. And awesome. Yeah, for me, it was, yeah, it's definitely, well... You know, it goes without saying, George Romero started my love for horror. Cool. Um, and uh, Sean's last question is your number one movie from the 80s. And oh, for fuck's sake, Sean. I know, this is his last one. So the uh, my number one would be obviously The Thing and Evil Dead, but it would also be Alien because... Um, 79, you're cheating. Oh, yeah. shit, you're right. 79, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> All right, well, kidding. I busted your balls. I don't give a shit. Well, no, you know, it, you know, technically, but uh, yeah, I would say Thing and Evil Dead. Then that's those are like my two uh, favorite '80s horror movies. But there's just so like insane. There's just so many. Yeah, miracle. So be, because I'm going to mention other movies later on, I'm going to say my favorite '80s movie or whatever 80s do you say 80s horror or just 80s movie? uh number one movie from the 80s i'm assuming it's gonna be right. 80s horror i'm just going predator boom sink it Whoa. all right what about you shane see that's a good question that number one movie from the 1980s for me um hmm. see obviously john hughes was a big influence so stuff like Pretty in Pink, The Breakfast Club, Some Kind of Wonderful. Then you also had, oh shit, man, 
Aliens, um, Lost Boys, Fright Night, Vamp, even, um, Demons. There's always a classic in my book. Yeah, okay. Demons is really good. If I'm going to say anything, it would have to be... Oh, shit. It would have to be Aliens. John okay. James Cameron. Excellent choice. All um, right. Just blew my mind watching it for the first time. <laughs> and then every time that I watch it, I don't even <laughs> I go straight to the director's cut. All right. So now we got... Um... We're gonna we're gonna do these real quick because this is getting a little long. So uh, Connor Blackman, he asked, oh, baby. I know he has four questions. Uh, one of them would I'll, this will be real quick. Who would Mike smash harder, Kurt Russell or Arnold Schwarzenegger? Uh-huh. And I would have to say hands down Arnold Schwarzenegger because I've been watching a lot of his fitness videos lately, and he was just a god back in the seventies. Um, not even just like from his movies, like. He has the best physique, no matter how much testosterone they were taking back then. I don't care. He had the body of a Greek god, and I would rail Schwarzenegger then, and I would rail Schwarzenegger now, because while if I'd be doing it now, he'd be like motivating me to do it, and he's so fucking cool. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. I would love to meet him one day. Um, If I may disagree. And who who Mike would smash her? Okay. I believe Mike would smash Kurt Russell harder. And really, there's two schools of thought going on in this one, okay? Um, now, Kurt Russell is obviously much more faithful and much more attentive of a lover than Arnold That's, would be. that's very true. <laughs> he would stick with you. If Mike was going to, you know, and I'm saying this from a standpoint of I'm assuming Mike thinks he's going to be a top and Arnold ain't getting smashed from Mike. Dude, I'm not going to be on top. I got man boobs. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> melting on Kurt Russell here. You know. Well, that's why I think you're going to be with Kurt oh, Russell okay. because he's going to be very loving in the lovemaking, and I think Arnold would just literally pound you into the ground, and you'd be left as just a paste. <laughs> that's fine. I'll be short. So I mean, pace. maybe it depends on what you're into, but I I believe that if Mike was doing the smashing, Kurt Russell would be the receiving one. I do have That's two just... Kurt Russell tattoos as well. So, how many Arnolds? I don't have any Arnolds yet. Oh my god! I will be. Um, would the... you get an Arnold tattoo though? Wait, what? Would you get an Arnold tattoo though? Well, the Kurt Russell tattoos. I have a death proof tattoo and I have a thing tattoo. Uh, Schwarzenegger, I would definitely get like. Almost all of his movies <laughs> tattooed onto me. I love his shit. Um, any of them. Yeah, any of them. <laughs> any. Tingle all the way. Throw it on me. Um, the, the other question from Connor Blackman is, yes, Shane, about collie steaks. Yes. I want to hear about this. Collie steaks? Yeah, he posted a picture of, it, it was a, piece of steak that said collie steak and said has shane ever tasted these and then you said you'd res- you'd <laughs> you'd respond on the episode so now's your chance do you know what i don't know whether he means dogs um if he means like the steak of a collie border collie um i don't know i have no well literally it was a picture of a steak 
with the label that said collie steak and it had a picture of a border collie on it. Yeah, he's probably referring to eating a dog. Um, <laughs> no, I've never had one. I will say I do have a story about dog eating. Um, it's from one night I was up in Vermont uh, with a buddy of mine. We were out way too late. We were celebrating someone's birthday at a club and we're drinking way into the night. Everyone else left. We were the only two left. And me and my buddy were like, hey, there's a kebab shop across the way. Let's go get a kebab. So we go in there and we're, we're like waiting in line. And there's a guy behind us completely wasted. And he leans over. He's not with us. He's just like just a random guy in the kebab shop. He's like, what are you guys getting? <laughs> and I go, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm thinking about just getting the lamb kebab, you know, like I'm hungry and lamb sounds good right now. And he's like, oh, you like the lamb? I'm like, oh, yeah, I like games, like gamey meat. Like, I'm cool with that. That's fine. And he goes, you ever eat dog? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, no. So he starts talking to us and he goes, back in the day, I used to work for this company, did a lot of dealings out in China. You go out there and you're in a business meeting and they sit down and there's a huge, a whole long table full of all these, inter you know, like all kinds of different appetizers and little foods you got to pick through. And then they bring it out, the big one. It's a big plate of dog meat. And he's like, I'll tell you this much, buddy. Everything I've known through my years of business, you want to make that sale? You want to make that promotion? You eat that fucking dog. And I'm like, okay, let's get the fuck out of here. This guy's a fucking psycho. So for, from now on, whenever anyone's talking about like business proposals, my immediate thought and response is, you want to make that sale? You eat that fucking dog. Wow. It's like dog soldiers, you know? Yeah, right. So that's my dog eating story. So Shane, you're not aware of the collie steaks or how they taste? We lost Shane. He's gone. Is he actually going? I don't know. No. Oh, he's muted. Oh, he's muted. Okay, well. Listen, I have to piss. Okay, go ahead. Is he going to be back or what? I don't know. All right, I'm going to go piss real quick. Okay. Sorry. Ryan went to go pee anyway, so you got some time. Yeah, no, I just had someone knock at my door. What else you got, Mike? Okay, so um, Connor Blackman also said... What's your favorite kind of foreign horror films and your favorite favorite horror film? Favorite foreign horror film. Um, I'm just going to list off a couple I have. Uh, you could consider this a horror movie, but it's I Saw the Devil. I absolutely love that movie. It's from 2010. Um, I like Shaun of the Dead, obviously. Um, Battle Royal is more of an action movie, but a lot of people lump it in with the whole horror thing. Um, Quite on from 1964. It's a Japanese anthology movie that is um, it's a collection of uh, Japanese folk tales, each with like a different um, season of the year. It's I absolutely love it. Uh, Norai the Curse, which is one of the best found footage movies ever made. Uh, and I will die on that hill. And Asylum from 1972. Wait, uh, Asylum. Is that the one where the inmates escape yes. and attack a small a small town? No, it's the um, it's a, a doctor going to a, an insane asylum, and the uh, to get the job, he's like on an interview. The head like doctor guy is like, okay, I want you to go upstairs, and I want you to uh, to know which one is the 
the old doctor who used to be in charge of this place. I want you to tell me which one of these people you think is the old doctor. He went insane. I need you to tell me. And then you can get the job. Oh. I, it's only like PG, but it's one of my favorite anthology movies. Nice. What about you guys? Good choice. Good choices. Um, I am a huge fan of giallo movies. Like you guys know this. I, I love Italian films. Uh, I also like French movies. Um, probably my favorite foreign horror. I'm just going to say Suspiria. Um, just because it is probably the most beautiful movie. I think maybe ever, I don't know the colors and everything in it. It's absolutely gorgeous. And it's like a treat to watch. And I sort of, I won't let myself watch it too many times. I feel like it should be like dispersed because I like looking at it so much, you know? Um, other than that, uh, yeah, like French movies, I, I enjoy as well. Um, stuff like high tension, but I also like classic stuff. Eyes without a face. Um, so good. Yeah. Oh, great. Movie. Diabolic. And, and, Diabolique, yep, beautiful, absolutely beautiful movie. I also really love Korean horror movies. I think, I don't know, I mean, I'm sure there's some socio-political reasons people could explain, but, like, Koreans just get horror. They get, like, crazy, awesome, everything from gory to monster movies. They they just, they do great stuff. Um, And I will say, I mean, I know you didn't ask, but, like, I'm not big into Japanese horror. It's not it's just not my thing. I mean, maybe I just don't connect with it because of some cultural difference or something, but uh, I never really understood the American remake of Japanese horror phase they went through. Like it, it just never grabbed me or sort of made sense right. in my head. But, um, but yeah, that's uh so Spirit is my favorite by far. What about you, Shane? I'm going to go with wreck. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, as one of my favorite um, foreign horror movies. Um, I just think that movie had something, you know, when it came out, it was, you know, it was probably the best of a bad bunch as I genuinely despise fan footage movies. But um, for me, Wreck was, I just thought it was really well done. I thought it was clever. Um, and I just thought it was amazing. You know, was, uh, I saw say it was brilliantly done. I loved the uh, the take on zombies, air quotes. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I thought that was great. And I agree with Ryan about Koreans getting horror because some of the horror movies that they've done are flawless. They are amazing. Um, Oh yeah, I mean, I agree with you with about oh, I saw the devil. I think that movie is amazing. Is amazing. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of people lumping in as a thriller, but I mean, you can kind of throw it in there. It's brutal as fuck. It's oh yeah, it's it's great. Um, yeah. okay, so he's got two more. Connor's got two more questions. Uh, one is who's the king of B movies between Al Adamson, Roger Corman, Lloyd Kaufman, or Shane Smith? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't dig on too many uh B movies, but I do like a, a good old fashioned Corman movie. 
Oh, I lo- I love Corman. Uh, he has such a there's like a soft spot in my heart for all Corman movies. Um, but at the same time, I mean, there was this great '80s and '90s spurt of Lloyd Kaufman films. Oh man, where would I be without the Toxic Avenger? I don't know. But I will say one thing: um, all these are incorrect. The correct answer is Charles Band is the king of the. Bands. Yeah, I agree. What about you, Shane? Um, so I'm not really familiar with those directors. I've probably seen movies by them, but just all right, not being overly hate, overly great. Okay, and uh, Connor's last question is: What movie deserves a remake? Mm. And I would say, <laughs> I would say Elves. From the 1980s, because I think <laughs> the idea of Nazi elves is a very good idea that's not being uh, fully discovered. I would say Jack. I feel like you you could do like an alt right take on oh, that absolutely. now, and it would it would absolutely work. <laughs> um, yeah. So also Jack Frost from the 90s. I think like if they made made like a non comedic <laughs> version of that, where it's like a killer snowman, that would be badass. Um, Wait a second. Wait a second. You want a non-comedic version of Jack Frost? Correct. Where a man, where a snowman has murder sex with Shaded Elizabeth in a shop. See, that scene can stay in. Okay, we well just keep that in. Like, like don't even change it. <laughs> Same actors and everything. I would also lump in Martin from uh, George Romero because I feel like, and people are gonna fucking rip my head off, but I feel like the non-zombie movies by Romero. Mostly all need a remake in some form. So when you say Martin, what I think about in my head is um, the Maniac remake. With um, what's his face? Elijah Wood. Uh, Elijah Wood. And, and like I can picture Martin being done in a similar way. And I think that would work perfectly. Like if you took that that same it's like a first person view, you know what I mean? And it's like you barely see the character. I think that could really work. Um but I don't know. Yeah, why not? I, I don't see a reason <laughs> that Martin couldn't be remade. Now I'm thinking about it. Like the more like it sinks in my head, I'm like, okay. And my I'm down with it. My last one would be the new mutants. Because that movie <laughs> was fucking I'm not a comic book guy as I I'll like I love Marvel movies and I love comic book movies in general. And afterwards, I find it so fun, like Googling what I just watch and like this character does this and eventually gets it. I love it. The New Mutants was piss and the movie was so mediocre and bad. And I just wish that they would do it in like an actual like uh, like a horror movie. This was just way too all over the place. So, yeah. It looked like they were going to do a horror movie yeah. when it was like, you know, first being teased and everything. Yeah. What about uh, uh, my, yeah. I was going to say myself, um, I'm, and I don't care how many times it happens. I'm all for remaking classic horror, Dracula, Frankenstein, the Wolfman. These are classic archetype monsters that you could, you could retell the story a million times. And if you have your own interesting twist, it'll still be interesting. Um, so I, I think any of those, I'll take any remake of those anytime. I, I don't really m- mind how many Draculas they come out with. 
Uh, I think another one, The Wishmaster. Oh, yeah. Like a monkey's paw style death type movie where, you know, whoever they make a wish and then it's however the wish gets twisted and kills them. I think that's always awesome. And if anything, that movie suffered from like bad CGI. So, you know, bring it up to date a little bit, put a little bit of budget into it. I think it could make it really good. And you could still keep in like they did all the horror cameos in the original, you know, do the same kind of thing. Bring in like big groups of horror people. Like modern day horror people. That'd be neat. Yeah, exactly. And you have them being killed off in interesting ways. I think that could still work pretty well. Um, and then the other one, um, I thought about this and this is more specific. I want the team that made, uh, the puppet master, littlest Reich (laughs) to take over the ghoulies franchise. Okay. Like just let them handle the whole thing. Like, and I think it would be great. It would be super interesting instead of just like puppets from, you know, Nazi puppets. Now it's like little demons conjured from toilets and shit. I think they can handle it, and it would be fun. All right, what about you, Shane? What movie deserves a remake? I'm going to say Trick or Treat. The one about Sammy Kerr with um, Ozzy Osbourne as the preacher. That's interesting. Yeah, that's weird. How how would that work in a modern aspect? Would it be like, I don't know, who's who's a popular music person now? Like Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift getting resurrected. <laughs> um, I think. Right, this is going to sound really weird, but there was an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where they cast a demon into the internet, and it could probably have the character of Sammy Kerr doing kind of like extreme metal shock rock kind of shit. You know, keep in that context, but have it set in a modern day setting through the internet where basically he's worldwide and he can just pick and choose whoever he wants to kill through. So like an evil YouTuber. Yeah. (laughs) That kind of thing where he can just pop up out of nowhere and say, right, fuck you, you suck. You know, this is for what you said, (laughs) you know, kind of like. You know, this is for what you said about my song. You rated, you hated my song. I'm going to kill you for it. <clears throat> but then you, I kind of, I kind of like this idea. Can we get other YouTubers involved? Like you could be killing off other famous YouTubers. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. Uh, then it might be, then it might be uh, limited to YouTube, though. Not necessarily YouTube. Think about all the all the streaming services. Oh, that's true. Twitch and all them. So basically, it would. Basically, oh my god, Twitch streamers! <laughs> hey, see me live on Twitch. I'm about to. Oh fuck, who the fuck are you? Oh, I'm dead. You know that kind of shit. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, so basically, trick or treat in a modern setting, but obviously he casts this ritual, and obviously in the original film he dies. You know, in a fire. But this one, it could be. You know, he casts a ritual, or he does a ritual where he becomes basically fucking omnipresent, you know, twenty-four hours a day, anywhere around the world. People are being popped off by the character of Sammy Kerr, and there's this one guy who works out, and he's trying to 
get all these people together to basically try and stop him from doing it via the internet. Right, because he received the one unreleased YouTube link yeah. that, when played backwards, reveals yeah. the weakness or something. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Um, uh, so, I, is, is that the last of a mic? Oh, uh, well, um, he's got one more for me. And he said, what's your top death metal albums over the last few years? I'm just going to oh, okay. quickly name them off. So uh, these are some of my favorites. Um, they came out within like the last five years or so. I think one of them is like 2010. But uh, I put Cattle Decapitation, The Anthropocene Extinction. Uh, the album before that is also uh, extremely good. They, he has like these, the lead singer is Travis Ryan. He's got like these goblin vocals that he does like this weird high pitch goblin voice. And it's like kind of like clean singing, but it's not. And they talk about like the, how humans are messing up the world. And, you know, it's, it's amazing album. Uh, 1914, the blind leading the blind that came out in 2019, I believe. Um, it's, it's a band that only like talks about world war one. And they're very anti-war. And a lot of their songs are um, very moving. Uh, the lyrics are brilliantly written. I would suggest anybody check that out. It's like a black and death metal type of thing. Uh, you got Revocation, who made The Outer Ones. If you like um, H.P. Uh, Lovecraft stuff, that whole album talk is very H.P. Lovecrafty. It's more like a, a thrash, uh, a thrash death metal album. If you're not familiar with Revocation, they're extremely good. Uh, you have uh, Anal Nathrak, A New Kind of Horror. It's like a... It's uh, basically black metal, but with like industrial influences. There's only two guys in these bands, and they just made a new album called Endarkenment in 2020. But A New Kind of Horror and um, A Whole of the Law, both of those albums are fantastic. Um as much controversy for this next band, uh, it's uh, Batushka Ligoria, which I'm pricing very wrong. Uh, a lot of controversy surrounding these guys, and I'm not going to talk about all that. But their very first album, Ligoria, is phenomenal black metal. Uh, it's amazing. As much as the rumor that they were kind of mocking it, and they still made money off of it, it's really good. Uh, you got Sluggage with Esoteric Malachology. It's a band that takes uh, a, an approach and uh, writes music based around slugs. So, and it's amazing. It's like one of my favorite albums in a long, long time. You have Primordial, uh, Where Greater Men Have Fallen. It's like a Celtic black metal uh, band, and they're fantastic. Uh, the, the lead singer can do very clean great sounding vocals and then you can go really like into the black metal stuff it's amazing that album legit gives me goosebumps when i listen to it <sighs> got sacred monster who's from chicago they did an album called worship the weird where they talk a lot about horror movies um they have a song called Twenty Thousand feet and uh the monster at Twenty Thousand feet i believe and it's just a very fun album uh it's like a stoner metal death metal type deal uh, you have Fulci, the band Fulci, and they have an uh, album called Tropical Sun. Um, great brutal death metal. It's a lot of slam, too. Uh, one of their songs is called Zombie Flesh Eaters. And, like, it's just so catchy. The whole album is so, so good. 
you have Departure Chandelier, which is a great black metal uh, band who released an album last or two years ago called Antichrist Rise to Power. Uh, phenomenal. Uh, you have a thrash metal band called Excuse, and their album is Prophets from the Occultic Cosmos. It's like a... Um, uh, it's like a like if you had the movie The Void and you made that into music, that's exactly what this mm-hmm. this band is. Great, very underrated thrash metal. I only got three more. You have uh, Infant Annihilator, uh, The Battle of Yaldabaoth, which is they <laughs> before they would mainly focus on deathcore, but their new that album came out in like 2016, 2017, maybe 2018, and it's way more death metal. Uh, infused that entire album is a banger you have dying fetus wrong one to fuck with um great brutal slam it's very catchy as much as the the goofy name wrong one to fuck with implies it's it's really good and my last two recommendations are both by uh, a death metal band called blood incantation and they only have two albums out one ep and uh they're called star spawn and the other one's called Hidden History of the Human Race, which was done in 2019. And if you really want to get new, uh, like two, three weeks ago, a band called Frozen Soul released an album called Crypt of Ice. And it's like bolt thrower, but uh, with like modern death metal talking about ice. The whole album will like chill you up. So those are my top <laughs> death metal albums of the last few years. Awesome. Um, and then we had Patrick Timothy Shaw ask. He goes, my ass forgot to submit a question. Here's a crappy one. You guys see the trailer for Cactus Jack coming out this Friday. Timely, inside, <laughs> single-setting, character-focused movie about an alt-right maniac that looks like it could be good. What are you guys' thoughts on that, if you watched it? <clears throat> so, I did I did watch the trailer for this. Um... And my thoughts are, uh, I don't know, did you guys watch, um, what was that movie? Who's Watching Oliver? No. It was, Shane, you watched that, right? Of course we did. Um, So it sort of reminds me of that in a way, but at the same time, I feel like, I think the budget could hurt this one. I'm worried the entirety of the movie is going to be in this guy's basement filming this guy. And while that can be good for claustrophobic feeling, I'm worried it's going to be, this is all you're getting. You're just getting clips in the basement and that's it. And I would much rather see this psychopath uh, that they're showing in the the trailer um, interact with the world. Also, I'm disappointed that it doesn't have Mick Foley in it and it's named Cactus Jack. <laughs> I know, Jack, it's the so. first thing that I thought of. <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh, it's not Cactus Jack. I'm like, oh, a Mick Foley movie? Yes. I think, I think it's got good potential. I think it looks like American History X mixed with like a slasher movie. So I'm kind of... Yeah, but you know why American History X is so good? is because when you see him interact with like normal humans outside of like the Nazi world and you're like, oh, oh no, this guy really is a psychopath. Like it's, it's sort of seats that in so i don't know if they're going to have that aspect of it or it's just going to be over the top the entire time what about you shane what'd you think hmm. i watched it and i mean that fucking extreme far right thing is 
I just don't find it amusing. It doesn't interest me. I'll probably personally, I wouldn't watch it. I I just hope they don't make this guy into like, like I'm not familiar with anything about this movie other than the trailer. So I just don't want them to be like celebrating this guy's beliefs in a way. Oh, like he's a hero. Yeah. Cause I feel like, you know, they set this whole guy up to being a villain. Like, I, I don't know. It sounds stupid, but it's a little fear I got. Yeah, that's the problem when you get into these, like, super political beliefs or political movies, you know? Yeah. Because some of the dialogue in that trailer, like, it just, I don't know. It seems like it's coming from somewhere, so. I'm not going to lie, Mike. I have literally heard the exact lines of that dialogue from my family. Yeah, I know a guy who's, like, almost just like that. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, and then this is the top question that we were saving for right. last. Before you get there, Mike, I do have a couple other ones you missed. Because oh, okay. I did, pick, I did pick some out. Cool. <clears throat> One specifically I wanted to hit. Well, again, was from Connor, because why wouldn't it be? <laughs> it said, because uh, I had a conversation with him about uh, Man-Thing and Swamp-Thing, because I guessed correctly the Marvel movie that he was watching. Um, he said, what comic movie, franchise, or series would you like to see made into a horror film? Um... Personally, and I've got like serious answers on this one. Uh, one amazing one. I've been reading some um, some uh, short stories from the Hellraiser series, and I think they would make a great anthology movie. And they don't have really anything to do with Pinhead or any other the other featured Cenobites or characters in the Hellraiser movies. But it's sort of in that world, like it's characters either interacting with a lament configuration or. Like old timey stories where uh, the box is like transformed into something else. There's one really great one where it it's uh, the box is actually a pistol, and it's these group of characters that meet every year to play a game of Russian roulette, and they you know spin the revolver and pull the trigger on themselves, and every year it takes one of them. And, like, it's this sort of ongoing thing, and then at the very end, they reveal that the, the gun was actually a lament configuration, and it's like, oh, that's a great, like, idea for a short story, and I think that would be a great part of an anthology, and there's a bunch of stories like that in the comics that would make good ones. Uh, the other one recently that I read is a book called Batman Damned, and this one is a story where Batman has been stabbed and escapes a recent battle with the Joker. And there's reports that the Joker is dead. So he's got to investigate, but he ends up coming across like um, some of the other supernatural characters in the DC world, like Constantine, Swamp Thing, Etrigan, the Demon, the Enchantress. And it's, it's sort of like Batman interacting with this like underground world and he doesn't know if if uh this is like hell coming upon him or if it's like a dream or whatever or if he's just succumbing to like some i don't know like because he was stabbed is he like dying or something um and i think it's really good that it sort of has that supernatural element but you don't really know what's going on and i think that would work great in a movie however this story is more famous because in the original comic run it literally shows batman's dick <laughs> like full cock and balls. So I'm feeling that if we're going to make this a movie, you got to have Kevin Bacon play Batman so he can swing full dong. Cause Kevin Bacon obviously doesn't have a problem with that. And uh, yeah, I think it would be really good. And the other, the other idea I had, because I was now thinking about like comic ideas <clears throat> was you literally do a Spider-Man horror movie 
and you make it Craven's Last Hunt, which is a super famous Spider-Man story, and you add in all kinds of horrific elements into it because it's already in the comic. And there's like element like imagery, like Spider-Man crawling out of a grave. There's like one scene where Craven's like surrounded by spiders and he starts eating them all, like devouring them. It's real fucked up. And like um, you can mix it with maybe a couple like one or two other Spider-Man like more horror oriented stories like the Sin Eater where Spidey's hunting a serial killer who's murdering people with a shotgun. And then at one point in the Craven's Last Hunt storyline, he takes over as Spider-Man. So maybe he tracks down the Sin Eater and they have a standoff and it's all like weird and gory and mind trippy. I don't know. Some of that stuff thinks uh, I think would work really well in like a horror aspect. And that's just sort of stretching out the traditional comic horror as opposed to going like, oh, just do a Hellraiser story or like um, The Witches, which is another traditional comic horror story really good i don't want to spoil it with anything but if you haven't read the witches and you're into like comic books and horror it's worth checking out it's a great great story sweet um so i don't know if you guys had any ideas for comic horror or anything i know connor had asked that i have read some of the marvel zombies i have no opinion there are parts of that that could be good but that's more splatter style you know peter jackson I think, like, uh, when you have, like, Ant-Man biting off the head of an enemy. (laughs) (laughs) While it would be fun, I don't know how much horror is involved more so than just the splatter factor. Um, And the other one I had marked down here was from Amy, who had asked, uh, what percentage of your show is just burps and farts? I would say it's solid 25%. Yeah, yeah. I think like it, it, it's it's a hundred percent fact based, except when we're wrong about those facts or when we're giving opinion, then it's a hundred percent opinion. But of the hundred percent facts, those facts are normally twenty percent farts. Yeah, and you can't. You, that's a fact. Mm. I mean, up and loud, Mike. Obviously, how could you argue that? All right, Mike. That's all I got. All right, so. The one question we were leaving until the, the, the ending, because we're probably going to get into a little bit of this, is um, from Richie Horrors on Instagram. And he said, for each of you guys, your top ten favorite horror movies of all time. And I sat down and I thought about this. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. Yes. Night of the Living Dead. Evil Dead. Fright Night, Lost Boys, Halloween, 1978, Halloween, 2018, It, Chapter 1, It, Chapter 2, Shaun of the Dead, and Aliens. Solid. Wow, you got some newer ones in there, Shams. I'm surprised. I mean, I could have added Brightburn in there as well. Um, Life, the film with Jake Gyllenhaal, um, because I really like that movie. Um, I could have added Prince of Darkness, anything by John Carpenter. Hmm. Um, I could have gone with Let the Right One In. Um, Looking at my Blu-ray collection, Rosemary's Baby. 
because that's a good movie. That's pretty fucking solid. Um, Nightbreed, Return of the Living Dead. Um, let me see. And I know, I know a lot of people get give give this movie poor credit, but I actually really liked World War Z. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but come on, top ten. Well, I like that movie. I mean, this is my personal opinion. Um, the Fog, obviously. Um, the remake, of course. Fuck no. <laughs> Autopsy of Jane Doe is another good one. I really rate that movie. Um, I loved A Quiet Place as well. And then for Cheese Factor, it's not really a horror, but you know, it's comedy horror. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Oh, classic, of course. So, yeah. Okay. Awesome. What about you, Ryan? All right. So, I did put thought into this. I made my list up. Um, and I'm going to put with stipulation that these could change in any order at any time. But I sort of have them listed out here. So, I'll go with one Evil Dead, uh, two The Thing, three Jaws. Four reanimator, five creep show, six I do a combo one, Frankenstein slash Bride of Frankenstein, um, seven the witch, eight Suspiria, nine Psycho, and ten Day of the Dead. Wow, yeah. So I like I I some parts that I had a hard place in picking. Like I needed a Romero movie in there, and Day of the Dead was like, I mean when I. When, Dawn of the Dead never really did it for me. I know it's it's the big one that everyone loves, but it was I was always bouncing between night and day, and I don't know for whatever reason I'm feeling day this week. You know, yeah. See, a lot of people give it shit, but I really loved Land of the Dead as well. That's not making on my list. No, <laughs> I didn't mind Land. I there's some very hokey characters that makes me uh, not want to watch it again. I didn't mind Diary, to be honest. I hated Diary, but then again, oh, I, I, I had a hard time with Diary. Yeah, I had a hard time with Diary and Survival of the Dead. I think Survival is the best one because it has a zombie horse. You son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. um, are you gonna say Shane? I was gonna say that no, that was the worst one. No, hands down. Um, yeah. so my man, it just sucks because like it doesn't suck, but there's a lot of you know we all list the horror movies that are our favorite and they're so like i would love to be that guy and be like well those are all mainstream movies i like I these know. movies you know what i mean but they're so i came good across that reason. same thing but there's a reason they're mainstream right yeah so my top 10 would be the thing and like like ryan said these are um interchangeable like this isn't like a definite like one through ten like that's my favorites so uh the thing uh predator if, if a lot of people consider more of an action movie, but there's a lot of horror elements into it. Uh, the thing being like, I think the thing w- would be my favorite horror movie of all time, just because the effects, the, um, the mystery, uh, element to it. Like my friend doesn't, isn't a huge horror guy, but one of his favorite movies was the sting. And I'm like, well, if you like the sting, you may like the thing. And rhyme. Yeah, yeah, just for that reason. And I had him sit down and watch the thing. And I'm like, 
dude, I'm like, just, just, you know, keep an open mind. And he loved it. So I think the thing just kind of goes more of a, like a general route. Like it's just a, a well, so well made movie on all aspects. Um, my number three would be what we do in the shadows, because I could watch that movie so many times and still laugh about all the improv. The, the characters are so great. Uh, the like effects that they do of them, like levitating and everything. It's extremely well done. Uh, the descent is just a masterpiece in my eyes. Uh, I also have a combo one. I have the witch slash hereditary and I don't need to hear. Yeah, but they're not even like the same series or director. <laughs> True. But at the same time, like I, I really lump them to win because they're both a 24 and they're both uh, so looked down upon on and like the horror community. Uh, a lot of people hate both of those movies equally. So in my head, I lumped them together. Um, and they also kind of both involve like witchcraft and stuff. Oh yeah. The theme, the themes are similar in the yeah. films. Um, I would put Evil Dead 2. Um, I would pick Evil Dead 1, but it's a little rough in spots, and I think Evil Dead 2 really nails the comedy and the, the effects. Uh, I have Alien, which I've gushed about in the past, but it being a sci-fi movie, I've I've watched it in my film class, and like actual people that are you know, way more nerdy than us about like movies in general, they all, uh, most of them put like Alien up there as one of the best jump scares ever made. Uh, it's just a brilliant movie. I love Alien. Um, I'm gonna put Bone Tomahawk up there. Wow! Uh, I it's going back to my Kurt Russell obsession. I love Bone Tomahawk. Um, it's very slow. I've seen a lot of people comment on the length and everything. It's like a Western horror movie, but uh, that build up to them getting to where they need to be is just brilliant. I, I love that movie. Uh, I put The Lighthouse up there. Uh, I could watch those two guys speak for the rest of my life. Uh, and I, would I put... got into the biggest argument with Miles about the lighthouse. He hates it. <laughs> really? And like, I'm like, dude, it is literally one of my favorite movies. I fucking love it. And he just, he, he just could not. He's like, what, what is good about it? And I'm like, every part of the movie is what I love. Like, I love the acting. I love the characters. I love the dialogue. I love the directing, like everything I love. Yeah. And he's just like, no, (laughs) (laughs) he just disregards whatever you got to say. Yes. Um, my last one would be American werewolf in London. Uh, when I first watched, Oh, good choice. When my, when I first watched it way back when I didn't actually care for it, I didn't like the ending at all. But every time I watched that movie since then, which is easily double digits, I I like it more and more. The it's the best transformation, one of the best transformation scenes in, in a horror movie. And my runner ups will be literally any hammer movie. I love them all. And uh especially with Cushing or Christopher Lee. And I'm gonna put as a runner up a dude bro party massacre three. Because I still <laughs> feel like, like that movie is so underappreciated and underrated. That movie is so funny. Like, and the effects are so good. I just, I wish everybody would just watch it once. You could hate it, and I would understand why, but I think even Connor Blackman would back me up on that one. <laughs> I would love to hear his top ten. I don't know if he gave it. That'd be just fascinating. Yeah. Like, what do you, what does he love the most? That's what I think is, is interesting. <laughs> because, like you said, like, I love shitty horror movies, but when I consider, like, my favorite, like, best horror movies i end up falling back on these um 
you know, the crowd pleasers or however you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Evil Dead, the thing. I mean, Jaws in itself is probably uh, of all type top movies. Like, it's it's one of the best. I fucking love Jaws. And, um, yeah, it, it's sort of interesting about bouncing back and forth. When you said Evil Dead 2, like, I considered, because I put Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, they're on the same tier, right? Mm-hmm. And I bounce between which I like more, one or two. But I didn't want to put them, like, I'm not going to put them both on the same list of top ten. So it's like, oh, I choose one or the other, and then I knock the other one off. Even though maybe they're on the same tier, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting stuff. Yeah, that probably took me longer to put together than the rest of my uh, of my nonsense and notes that I have on this entire like three hour episode we have going. <laughs> uh, oh God! What are we up All to right, now? We're like two hours and forty seven minutes. Yeah. It's gonna take me forever to edit this. It's a good thing I can't release it until the first. Yeah, that's <laughs> <Yeah>, true. <laughs> oh boy, well that's a hell of an episode, fellas. Yeah. Um, one hundred. My God, how did we do it? I know, and we still got more to do. Oh God. And next hundredth episode, we'll uh, we'll do something goofy. Yeah, as opposed to all our other episodes, which are very. <laughs> Very serious. I <laughs> we didn't get any guests in for this one, but in a way, I'm kind of glad we didn't. Yeah. You know, it was just, it was just good to reminisce a little bit. And, you know, it's, I guess on the scenes with this podcast, it's kind of like, it, it gives me something to look forward to every time. Yeah, I agree. Oh, absolutely. Uh, 2020 was a fickle bitch, so... 2020 was a cunt. It was a pussy fart. 2020 was probably the worst year for everybody. And, like, the first half of this year is going to be equally as bad. Yeah. So Yeah, it's going to suck. I still have one more of my fuck 2020 beers in my fridge, and I intend to drink it today after I get off the podcast. Unless Elisa already drank it. She's probably already watching the games right now. The football, the playoff games. Is she in the beer too? Oh yeah. Well, listen. If you're here in the house with me, there's that much beer around. She's uh No, she does. Actually, this weekend, um, she just picked up a local brewery, one of the closer ones to us, had this deal where it was called the brunch and beer deal, where you go there and you pick up a dozen bagels um cream cheese they had a a a, a lox edition where you could get a whole lox platter from this local bagel place and they would include like four five six packs of beer of different beers oh my god oh so uh, well i'm sorry i said four or five i meant like um four or five four packs and so she's like oh yeah i'll purchase this brunch package it'll be great on sunday you know we'll uh we'll have a bunch of beers and then we'll watch football 
So she ordered it. She went there this morning and the the woman at the brewery would go, so, oh my God, we screwed up your order. Oh, I apologize. We only got six bagels and it's six bagels between the two of us. And we're like, well, thank God, because we didn't know what we were going to do with a dozen. And she goes, oh, I'm going to make it up to you. I'll put in a couple more four packs. In. <laughs> oh my God. That thing would be gone in like two days for me, dude. So, uh, yeah, we've got a lot of beer to drink today. It's basically what I'm saying. Did you like that zombie dust? Oh, I love zombie dust. Zombie dust is great. I had another one I wasn't a big fan of um, from Floyd's. It had I can't was it gumball the head. It. No, no, no. I the guy didn't have gumball head, although he can get it. He instead got it, it looked like uh, a White Walker from Game of Thrones. Uh, I can't remember the name of the beer. Oh, what the fuck is it? It's like that. this ice guy's face. Was it Alpha you know I mean? King? Alpha King, maybe. That one I did not enjoy as much. The uh, the other one was much better. Maybe it was Alpha King. Yeah, I'm going to look up the beer right now. Images. Ugh, all I get is supplements for Alpha King. Wait, here we go. Three Floyd's Alpha King. <laughs> uh, nope, that one was good. I had Alpha King. There's something else. I can't remember the name of it. It wasn't this one. It was is, a different is it, one. Is it Robert the Bruce? Let's see. Robert the Bruce. Uh, pictures of the actual man. Let's try three Floyds. <laughs> nope. Not uh, him. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. It's probably in my recycling bin. Um... Yeah, no, I, I'm trying to get Gumball Head because I remember the last time I had that was when it was only available in bottles. Like, it was years ago. I don't want to alarm you guys, but on the uh, front page of IMDb, it has a under-featured today. It has Look Back at Sex in the City. Ah, oh, we're on top of the charts, baby. Oh, I was real quick, this uh, that kind of made me remember so yesterday i watched that movie sound of metal or about a drummer who uh, is in a metal band and he loses his hearing phenomenal movie oh yeah 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 i saw advertisements for that is that on netflix no it, no amazon it's on amazon it's amazing yeah. i highly recommend it uh that's it so i started watching dead set uh on netflix last yeah. night and it's the weirdest thing dude but the dude in sound of metal is in dead set i don't know what how i don't know how that works but it always creeps me out. Really? Yeah. I it's just and, I it's completely by random. I was like, oh, I even went to Netflix and I was like, oh, cool, Dead Set. I've heard Shane talk about it. I was like, maybe I'll check it out. And it, that guy was in there. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Shit, that is it, like it's so weird because that's so old that they would recommend that. You know? Yeah. I mean, I say old, like what is it? Two thousand nine. Yeah. Somewhere around there. It's twelve years old. Actually, no, it's two thousand and eight. There's weird shit that happens. How many That's how it goes. What'd you say? How many episodes have you watched so far? I've watched half of one and I fell asleep. But I gotta I'm gonna continue. <laughs> I am gonna continue to watch it because it seemed like uh it was right before the shit started hitting the fan, so I'm really interested. Oh yeah, man, you gotta carry on watching that. I mean, I wanna hear what you think. Cool. <clears throat> I stopped doing the three hundred and sixty five days of horror, so I'm kind of open to 
Everything oh, all else. of a sudden now you're now you're getting a, a job interview, and now you can't do 365. It had more. nothing to do with my job interview. I was so burnt <laughs> out. October screwed me. I was doing yeah. like eight movies a day. It burned me out so hard. Like it was hard just to even watch one after that. I'm like, there's no way. I it's pff, fuck it. How <laughs> it was well, it was 2008 when Dead Set came out. That was also the year I joined UHM. It was meant to be. Yeah, and it's like I can remember sending Brian a copy of Dead uh, Brian Ryan a copy of Dead Set. Still have it. Yeah, and do you know what's really funny? It actually came up on my memories not long ago, where you thanked me. You tagged me in a post on Facebook, and you thanked me for sending you Dead Set because you watched it in one sitting. Yeah. Couldn't believe how brutal it was. Oh, I, and it was on TV. That's what blew my mind. Like, you wouldn't see stuff like that on TV back then. No. But that's Charlie Brooker. There you go. Black Mirror. Yeah. So that was Charlie Brooker's first foray into TV. Apart from when he's done the screen wipe and stuff like that. Mm. All right, boys, let's wrap this fucker up. Let's. All right. Well, if you want to get a hold of the podcast, um, you can Gmail us at all you need is blood at gmail.com. The Facebook group, all you need is blood. If you want to get a hold of me, I am on Instagram, all you need Ryan. And the uh, Twitter at Ryan Tutelo. And I'm on the upcoming horrormovies.com message board as well. Uh, of which we got zero questions. Thanks, message board. <laughs> I was, and I liked your follow-up message. You're like, really, nobody? And you're like, so disappointed. <laughs> it's like the website that we're kind of like representing. <laughs> like, no one gives a right. shit. <laughs> yeah, it spawned this podcast, you motherfuckers. <laughs> Bunch of assholes. Um, I'm uh, on a uh, Facebook group. I'm, uh, both of them. And I'm on the forum. I'm on Instagram. All you need is blood podcast. I also have my main one, which is my last name, Whittemore with a zero. You can find me on Instagram, RoboJunge74, Twitter, Dead Cell Society, um, the Facebook groups. Um, uh, that's about it. All right. And if you excuse me, boys, I've got five or six packs of beer that I have to drink before the weekend is done. So take your time. Take your time. Oh, God. All right, boys. Well, thank you for being here for 100 episodes, fellas. And um, thanks for everybody for listening to those 100 episodes or maybe just like five or ten of them. I don't know. However many you listen to. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we keep going and do a hundred more and, um, we'll get even more insane on the next ones. I don't know. So with that, I guess I'll just say bye for now. Yeah. We might try and more, get more guests on it, but yeah, bye. (laughs) More guests it is. Oh God. All right, fellas. I am whooped. Yep. I'm going to play some Assassin's Creed and study up a little bit and call it a night.
Attaboy. <clears throat> I am going to eat some chocolate. Oh, fuck yeah. And... <laughs> when you can't eat that kind of stuff and you hear somebody else talk about it, it's just amazing. I've got raspberry white chocolate. Oh, fuck. Wow. <laughs> it's actually really fucking nice. Sorry, Mike. That's fine. I want to go masturbate some chocolate now. <laughs> Can you masturbate with chocolate or that's not keto? As long as I get that Hershey syrup, I'm okay. It's like already like <laughs> melted, you know? It's going to get smushed in between your fingers. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, this is grossing me out. I'll see you guys later. <laughs>